0: Here.
1: I suppose I'm
2: here to make friends with you and your dads too, but my heart is broken.
0: Why is it broken?
2: Because of what I have to podcast today.
0: <laughs> no. Come in.
3: I think, no, what's the question?
0: Oh, sorry. Who's there?
3: Podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: What's the follow-up
0: podcast? Who
3: podcast at the cabin? <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's so stupid! I don't yeah. like this voice you're doing. <laughs> I know it's kind of unsettling. It's me.
3: It's the podcast at the cabin. Look, there's a filmmaker who once every two years decides to knock at our door with a new film. He really is like clockwork, isn't he? Yeah. We, there are. We've been doing the show. This is now. We're coming up on our eighth anniversary. We're going to our ninth year. Of doing this show.
4: Is, is it four new movies he's released
3: Correct. during that period? Yeah, The only guy who's matched him is Spielberg. Steven Spielberg has had four films since we covered him. Shyamalan obviously was the first director we covered. As, as proper blank check mini series, So he had a head start on everyone else. But even still. I believe it's Spielberg has four. Shyamalan has four. Every other director has one. Uh, yeah there's
4: no one with
2: two.
3: Verhoeven's yeah. made one. Gina's made one. Zemeckis has made one. We're talking since completion of miniseries. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
3: Cameron's made one. Pretty good one, though. Yeah, pretty fucking killer one. Yeah,
4: pretty good one, if you think about it, actually.
3: Do you know about Pyakon the Outcast Tolkien? Well,
4: uh, Nolan will have made two Nolan's this year. A, oh, he's going to get us two. Right. Yes. Right? Nolan's his, getting
3: us two. His getting, Tenet was getting the getting only set.
0: one that Correct. we hadn't done. Okay.
3: Correct. Right, because some of them it's a well, little Dunk unfair.
0: Well, Dunker. You know,
4: Dunkirk, we, we we timed it to Dunkirk, right? Some of
3: them are it's unfair because we time them a little bit. Same with Detroit.
4: Same with same with the power of the dogs. Right. Same with yeah, you know, yeah, you know. But yeah. you know what? You know what to revisit a director. What's important is that Shyamalan is working a lot and efficiently and
3: successfully. Like Not only that, success. Yeah. but he has made four movies since we finished covering him in twenty sixteen, and all four of those films have been self-financed
4: by the Bank of Shyamalan. That
0: is the
4: wildest part. And, and I don't know how this one's going to go, uh-huh. but it is basically tracking to make its budget back in its opening weekend. So it's going to be basically four bets in a row that paid off. Right, and a,
3: a, look, varying levels of success, but he basically seems to have established a model where he cannot lose money, where at least all these films are going into slight profit. Glass made $250 million That's worldwide, the, and that movie was not liked. People hate that film. Whereas I think it's a
4: Gloucester piece. I do too.
3: But this, this is the thing. He has, he has basically kept the budgets at the exact same general level that is easily passable. Basically, an opening weekend alone, he pre-sells distribution and foreign and everything. And it's like either the movie's a big hit or it makes a little profit. And
4: either way, every time he's fucking mortgaging his house... It, it was basically like... So it was like, the visit was five, yeah. split was like 10. Uh-huh. And then like, glass on, they've all been about 20. 20 is his own yeah. 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 And like, actors want to work with him so yeah. he can get them for reasonable prices. Mm-hmm. And like you say, he just kind of, you know, delivers in the same time slot usually. He's an efficient filmmaker. He knows what he can pull off.
3: He builds films around locations that he knows he can shoot in, right? Yeah. It, it's, it's pretty impressive. We're talking, of course, about Minaj Night's Shyamalan.
4: Yes, M. Knight Shyamalan, how old is he these days? 52 years old. Yeah. He's like, he's like LeBron. He's got like another 40 years in him making it's these things. It's
3: wild how young he was at his sort of like peak of cultural That's what I'm saying. prominence. You know? Look, this is a, a podcast called Blank Check with Griffin and David. I'm Griffin. I'm David. So fast. He hasn't made a movie about a fast guy yet.
4: <laughs> what if the guy was fast?
3: <laughs> yeah. They should do more like... Da, 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 da.
4: They should do... Oh, they should do Fun Knocks?
3: Yeah. Is,
0: that, is this the official of that shave and a haircut? haircut two, two bits. bits.
3: Yeah, <laughs> Eddie! <laughs> P- please, Eddie. He should also do a Roger Rabbit movie. That's another thing I'm saying. And then challenge should do a movie about a, a fast guy. He should do Fun Knocks. And Roger Rabbit, he should bring back. Not make a Roger Rag- Rabbit sequel. He should just cast Roger Rabbit as an like, actor. As an as in a, in a role. He's a good actor. I mean, he, people love him. You are see Tummy Trouble? Anyway, this a podcast called Blank Check. Uh, a podcast about filmographies. Directors who have massive success early on in their career say making the sixth sense. Right. And are given a series of blank checks to make whatever crazy passion products they want. Sometimes those checks clear, say signs. Sometimes they bounce baby, say lady in the water. And then sometimes, as we've said, a man establishes his own line of credit and is able to issue the checks to himself.
0: Yeah. That's
4: funny. He's worked with every major studio now. But I feel like he'll never leave the Universal stable, right? Like he's no. so, he's we so, were gone. so
0: excited when the old school Universal oh. logo oh, came up at the beginning of the movie.
2: Yeah. We I started laughing.
0: Yes, yes.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and the opening credits of this thing are yeah. great. The yes.
0: opening credits, I, yeah. you know, it was very fun to discover what they meant after watching the movie because it's oh, all sure. of the, the, the visions yes. on right. the, you know, yeah. the Mexican restaurant menu, the nurse's law. Right. The school stuff. Fuck. See, I'm already excited to watch. This it is again. Knock at the Cabin. Yeah.
3: This is now what number of movie is this from? Thirteen. Is this Unlucky Thirteen for M Night? Fifteen. Wow.
4: This is including Praying with Anger and yeah, Wide Awake. They count. Of course.
0: You, they have count. To inc- you have to include Wide Awake. Yeah. I, my I, feature film debut. Yeah.
4: I did know
3: that. And, and Praying and with did. Anger. M Night Shyamalan's feature film debut as an actor. And
0: yeah. yep.
1: Is he in this movie?
0: Yep. Oh yeah, Ben.
1: Yeah. You didn't spot him. Are you he's joking? Did you go to the He's bathroom. on the shopping channel. He's well, selling no, I mean us air fryers. I saw a really good Salesperson. You said, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you think
4: he just like <laughs> who, who just
1: really into the like role? just vanished? I was, I just he was like yeah, that fried I, chicken. I, looks I loved. Cooked. I loved his uh, his his cameo.
0: Yeah, I'm so curious about this QVC type channel that Marie, also has breaking news. I Had a
3: lot of questions about this. Yeah. Well, it's a
2: real
0: channel.
1: I mean, that's a real. I was thing. trying to make out
3: the letters because they sort of make it so it looks like MSNBC. Right. It, but was, if a you fake, look closer, it was a fake. It's a fake like
0: news
4: channel. And This is a real question. If planes started falling out of the sky in their hundreds. Yeah. Would QVC break into that?
0: Well, what did they do on 9-11? I don't know. They probably had to address it on right? 9-11. Yeah. This is my
4: question. Maybe QVC, like the guys yeah. are like, um, hey, t- turn off that feed. Like,
0: <laughs> like, I'll, like, I'll say like, that. Like, uh, oh, wait, I'm going to Google this right now. <laughs> QVC my 9-11. My sister, <laughs> Newman, uh,
3: young person, right? So when 9-11 happens, she's three. I remember there being a thing where my parents were like, she can't process what's happening. Despite the fact that it was happening out our window. Mm. Um, and my mom and dad were like, here are the channels you can't turn on. Sure. Because a lot of entertainment channels were preempting their coverage with the news coverage of their sister networks. Right. So whatever, like, conglomerate they were under, it was like Nickelodeon was maybe uninterrupted, but ESPN was playing ABC News.
0: Right. You know? Uh, so I have an answer for what QBC okay. did during 9-11.
3: Great question. Great answer. Give it to me.
0: I'm going to read this from lostmediawiki.com. Uh, yeah,
3: big fan of Lost Media.
0: Came up when I Googled QVC 9-11. Uh, American free-to-air shopping channel QVC was in the middle of airing live programming on September 11, 2001, when the September 11 attacks occurred. Mm-hmm. With their increasing seriousness and in scale, the events eventually led to abandonment and temporary suspension of network programming during an airing of Denim Co., a few hours after the attacks began, a slide was put up to note that the program was suspended and that one should turn to a news channel, alongside later adding an additional slide with contact information to donate to the American Red so Cross. So they just said stop watching. Yes, they wow. said move on. Yeah. Shopper. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
3: I thought you were going to ask uh, David uh, if planes started falling out of the sky, what would you do? What would I do? I'd be like,
4: told you. Yeah. <laughs> It's interesting,
3: look, M. Night, one of the few people who is sort of a brand name in and of himself, and because of that, he's been able to get original films made throughout his career, right? Mm -hmm. His last two films, adaptations, obviously he did Last Airbender before, but that felt like an anomaly in his career, and now he is like using other starting points to craft proper M. Night movies. Old, of course, was loosely based on a graphic novel. And uh, this is both, and I was looking at the credits. I thought this was interesting. I don't know if you caught this. It's both based on, obviously, Cabin at the End of the World, the book that came out a couple years ago. Yes, But there also is a credit that says it is uh, loosely inspired by Griffin Newman's current worldview.
4: Yes, exactly. It does say that. (gasps) Yeah, it says that.
3: Loosely, like the comedy stylings of Tim Allen. It's like sort of, Mm
2: -hmm.
3: (laughs) we crafted, obviously you couldn't make a movie out of my despair spirals, but you could, you could loosely, you could use it as a jumping off point. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a movie called Knock at the Cabin about how everything's bad.
0: Not everything's bad. Not everything. That's, 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 that's the lesson about. in the movie. Yeah,
4: I don't know if I,
3: I mean, this is, uh, some of what I've struggled with was, I'm struggling with this movie, yeah. I will say, David. Mm, yeah. You, far and away, liked it the most of the four yes. of us. Yeah. I
4: mean, the
3: three of bad. us had Pretty mixed yes. opinions.
1: I, I said uh, this is a real turd. He said it was called a ben turd. called it was a turd. It, a turd. It, was a turd. Yeah. it was a turd that you can't get to flush. Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. You know Greg that kind of turd. Mm-hmm. Producer Ben did not like it. Marie Barty, Marie Barty, party, Barty.
0: Hey, Griff. Nice to be here.
3: Native of M. Night Shyamalan Stomping Grounds.
0: Correct. QVC, also a Philadelphia, Philadelphia area company. I didn't know that. Company. Um, but yeah. Coming I, back uh, once again for a Shyamalan. Of course. Program. Yes. Um, happy to be here i'm still I'm still chewing on this film. I am too. It's not going down easily.
3: it's not and it's like a turd
0: I wouldn't go so far <laughs> as to call it a turd, yeah it's it, it's like one of those like really crusty baguettes that's like a little rubbery too, and mm-hmm. you're just chewing the bread, you know, like you're eating a sandwich and you' For like sure. the meat inside the sandwich, yeah. but the bread itself is like
4: how's this metaphor doing?
0: It not well <laughs> it doesn't it
3: doesn't flush easily you're trying the baguette's not going down the toilet it's not I
1: don't
0: I don't want you it, have to I eat the food
3: it, before you flush it I don't, it don't want yeah, to turn. bring the, the toilet the mistake being made. In I've been trying <laughs> to cut out the middleman. I go maybe I don't into the toilet. indigestion saying, if I get my food I'm, to go bring it home put I'm it straight saying, into the toilet I'm still,
0: I'm still chewing I sure. haven't been able to swallow I have not sit content no. with my meal And I'm still chewing
3: I would say I was pretty amped for this movie I think without having unreasonable excitement or expectations but I've just loved the run that M. Night has been on.
2: Mm-hmm. Not yes.
3: without exception. I struggle with a uh, Split, but I've liked this recent run a lot. And on paper, I'm like, yes, this is exactly what I want to see him doing. Right. This is a great setup for a film. Mm-hmm. Batiste is a really interesting actor yep. for him to be working with. Yep. One of my favorite guys right, right now. Uh, and I just sat there and kept waiting for it to click for me. The feeling I like, and look, we talk about this a lot. He is an aggressively unsubtle filmmaker, Mm -hmm. right? And his tone and his pitch and his style are so weird and can be so off-putting for people that a lot of folks watch his movies and immediately go, I can't fucking handle any of this, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Just immediate turnoff for me. Whereas I'm very much on the wavelength of everything he tries to do. But I feel like in most of his movies, you sit there and whether or not it's a, a twist movie, I feel like there's a lot been made already about this is a movie that feels like it's building towards a twist, and the twist is almost the lack of a twist. The twist is almost this film being exactly what it presents itself to be.
4: Mm-hmm. Okay, I have to... Do you, are you aware of the books?
3: I am. I am. Yes. I, all okay. this to say,
4: I spent the whole movie going, when am
3: I going to click into what he's really trying to do here? And I kept on feeling like I was getting close, and I couldn't quite understand what he was trying to say. David,
4: let's talk about the book. Well, because I watched this movie unaware. I knew it was based on a book, but I didn't. And I knew that there was a little chatter out there from people who read the book being like, I wonder if he's going to do the plot of the book Mm -hmm. in that kind of concerned tone. Sure. I watched this movie, Mm -hmm. and then I looked up the book. And if they had put the book on screen, do you know what happens in the yes, book? Yes, I do
0: know. So we're is, about to get know, into... F our, Cinema
4: Score zero dollars. Yeah. We're about
0: to get into right. spoilers. We dug into
4: this after the movie. Yeah. Yesterday, yeah.
3: We, we did some book
4: digging. But right. yes, we're spoiling both the book and the movie. Yes. Proceed spoiling at your own spoilers. risk from here on out. But beyond the fact that I think the book's plot would have been kind of unpalatable for a movie, mm-hmm. that he read that book and then fundamentally changed its takeaway is fascinating yes. to me. I, uh,
3: internet, uh, 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 semi-reliable resource of uh, facts. Uh, clack Yes. What I read yesterday made it sound like, and perhaps you will correct me here, this was a book that was optioned as a movie in its manuscript stage before it was even published. I believe Universal gets the rights to it. Mm-hmm. They hire two writers who are the two writers who get credit on this film with Shyamalan. Yeah. Shyamalan has his deal. Uh, what's his company called, Blinding Edge, mm-hmm. with yep. Universal now for distribution. At some point, Universal throws to him, hey, here's a thing we have. Would you maybe want to come on board as a producer? He goes, this is interesting. He reads the script. Yeah, He reads their script adaptation of the book, yep. I think, before he reads the book. Goes, this is interesting. Comes on as producer. Then goes, I'd like to have a pass at this as a writer. And then decides he's going to direct it. Yeah, So he's working off of, Mostly the adaptation that already existed in script form more than sparking to the book.
4: But I don't I, know. I if, think the adaptation was straightforward. I think change. so too. I don't think much yeah. had been changed at that point. That he read that story and changed it so profoundly is so is just is so M. night.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Yes. That he read a book that is so profoundly pessimistic in its viewpoint and anti-religious in a way. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm and was like, I, I, I see sort of like a spiritualism in here, and I see a, a chance for optimism in future. Sort of like, mm-hmm. it's just it's just so M. Night. What a guy. Yeah. What a, what a wild yeah. guy. Who was the guy? Oh, we were talking
3: about with Danny Boyle. He was saying it's weird how many filmmakers start out thinking they maybe want to be priests. Right, yes. totally. And M. Night's a classic example yes. of it.
4: Yes. Uh, not that he, you know, obviously he's a Hindu, but he went to... Catholic school. Well, He's so fascinated faith. by faith. It went with he wanted Maria to make life different of pine. Yes. That was yeah. like his huge passion project. But, but which that is about like of, this person, yes. you know, struggling between him faiths. being this
3: uh, immigrant who goes to a Catholic school despite yes. not being Catholic because it was the best school. And he's in an environment where he's it indoctrinated with
0: this. I wouldn't say it was the best school. But it was a, it, was, it a, was a good school that was uh, slightly more affordable than some of the fancier schools. Right, sure.
3: I, th- I think his parents at that point in the 80s or whatever thought that was the best place for him to be even if it was not their religious dogma. Uh, but yeah, so he's like inundated with this thing that is not necessarily his religion that he was raised with. But faith has been a very interesting thing throughout all he, of his He talks movies. about it,
4: I feel yes. like, quite openly. Yes. How interested he is by it. So the plot of The Cabin at the End of the World is very similar. Just, I know you guys know this, but yeah. just to put it out there. The basic setup. Very similar. The setup is the same. There's a gay couple with their adopted daughter. They're on vacation. Four weirdos show up at the door with medieval weapons. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we don't know each other, but we've all had visions of the end of the world. And we've all had visions that one of you has to kill another one of you. It's, it's a, to stop what do you call
3: it? A trolley car problem. Sure. You have to choose between the three
4: of you which one dies, and one of you dying will prevent the apocalypse. But you have to intend to kill. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, You know, like, it has to be a conscious thing. Right. The plot plays out the same, except when, about halfway through, one of the guys gets his gun Uh and tries to challenge them. Yes. Uh, The gun goes off in struggle and kills the daughter. Yes. The small, adorable girl. Little, cute girl. Right. And they're like... Horrified, and also like, is it over? And the guys are like, "It's not over because you didn't mean to."
0: She do wasn't that. a willing right. sacrifice. It was an accident. And so
4: they all kill each other. The, uh, the, the yes invaders okay. yes uh, intentionally. They're yeah. all you know killing themselves off one by one. And then the couple decides not to kill each other because they're like, "Whatever God would do, this is not a God worth sacrificing ourselves for." We will face the end of the world together. Correct. If it is happening, which at it the seems very least we happening. have each other. Our love is the one true pure thing in this world. But
3: and, and, and also, beyond that, even like what kind of God would not be satisfied by our daughter? Sure. Dying? Right. What an asshole. Yeah.
4: Yes. Um, and I mean, what an asshole. What th- this guy, what an asshole. Sure, yeah. he made flowers. Overrated. Just be funny. Just thinking about God in that way, where you're like, yeah, yeah there's things I like sunshine. God, they were directed good. unbreakable, though.
3: Well, but then in a way, did he? Did he? Was his hand guiding <laughs> Minaj? <Menage? laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, and I think in the book, there is a little more ambiguity as to whether the end of the world is really happening right, sure. or if it's just a right. really shitty day. Right, right. This movie's pretty definitive. This movie is more definitive as it goes on Sure. that the end of the world does seem to be happening. And basically, that their God sacrifice does seem to be be real.
3: Yeah.
4: God is real. Yes. I guess. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, and that the choice they make will stop it. Yes. Obviously, the movie's progressing in the same way of it seems ludicrous to begin with and, mm-hmm. you know, blah, blah, blah. More and more bad things start happening. Yeah. But, um, and then, of course, this movie has a totally different ending of one of them does decide to kill the other one and it does seem to stop you in the world. Also, the kid doesn't die. Yes. Kid doesn't die.
0: Little Wen lives, lives to see another day. with her yes. one daddy.
4: With,
3: with, her... One, with one remaining parent. Ben Aldridge. Yeah,
0: Daddy Aldridge. Andrew.
3: Yeah, Daddy Andrew. Daddy Andrew Daddy Eric? Mm-hmm. Yes. So you have Jonathan Groff as Daddy Eric. You have... The great Dave Batista, and then the other three intruders are uh, Abby Quinn, Rupert Grint, and what's the other actor? Nikki named?
0: Asuka Bird. Who's so uh, good. Amuka. Amuka, excuse me. Who
4: is so good. She was the also doctor in old. In old yes, yes. Yes. Uh, she's just a great actor. She's yeah. been in lots of things. Well,
0: she's a Brit. Yeah.
4: She is a Brit. Well noticed. While Wild Stats, this
3: is the only other Rupert Grint movie to get wide distribution in the United States outside of the Harry Potter franchise? I mean, I can believe that because he's made
4: so few films. So few. And they're all like British films.
0: He was in the CBG mo- GB movie that the the yes. involuntary manslaughter guy One made. of our most criminal
2: filmmakers.
0: <laughs> What's his name? Randall, Randall Miller. something. Yeah.
4: Randall Miller. Randall yeah. Miller. Uh, yeah, he yeah,
0: really only...
3: The movie about the farting boy. That
0: never got an American release? Never got an American release.
3: <laughs> huge know, that, that in was, the UK. Yeah, that one kind of yeah. hit in the UK. Yeah. But he, he doesn't do a lot. He's been doing uh, M. Night's
4: uh, Servant yeah, TV you, shows. Have you guys right.
0: watched Servant? I have
4: not. No, and Emma Stefanski, who I saw this film with, yeah. keeps telling me to watch it. I've heard it. And people she says he like plays it. a dang-ass weird freak in that yeah. one, too. I
0: thought... I'm sorry, I'm about to be a little mean. Uh-huh. I thought he was terrible in this I thought movie. he was
3: really good in this. Oh, I thought he was. You so thought bad. he was terrible? I thought in he was terrible. This? I thought he was really good
0: in this.
4: Yeah, he's good in this. That's no, crazy. No, he's not.
0: He's terrible. I when he died, I was like, "Thank God, we can move." I on. was
4: disappointed. Yeah, oh. you were like, "I wanted more Roop." Yeah.
0: What? A- like whatever accent he was trying to do? He's doing an
4: accent. Mean guy accent. He's kind of doing Caleb Landry bag. Yeah. yeah. I just he's love doing that he's cuz everything I've heard about him is mm-hmm. he's rich. Straight chiller. He's a straight oh, chiller. Yeah, he's, and like, if he's seems working, like a nice guy. Yeah. He only is doing it because he's like interested. Yeah, right. And I have he, nothing against him. He and Shyamalan, him. he's just decided to be Shyamalan's little freak boy. I think yeah.
0: that's cool. I just was not impressed with what I saw of Ron Weasley in this movie.
4: I liked him. Bree's okay. not impressed. Nope. Uh, ben <laughs> impressed. I mean, because Grin's in the Ben zone. Grin could play Ben.
1: I mean, but he's, a, he's like a bad scumbag. He's a bad guy.
0: He's, well, but, well, but mean, in I, the movie. You mean in this movie? Ron Weasley yeah. is a cute, nice boy. Yeah, Ron nice Weasley's boy. cute. No.
4: I guess you never really did the Harry Potter thing, so you don't really know. you never seen any
1: of works. them, right? No, I did finally
2: see them. Oh, you did? Yeah.
1: Uh, like, over pandemic. Sure. I yeah. watched them.
0: That's weird. So you never watched them? Like, well, I guess you're a little older. You didn't care about the books, yeah. I was, this, Griffin and I are the same age as Daniel yeah. Radcliffe, and so we like
3: But the Harry Potter is the exact type of thing Ben is designed to hate. Absolutely. In every way. Absolutely. We, you must have liked Ron a little, though.
1: Yeah, no. He's got a rap <laughs> friend. I, yeah. I Listen, I watched those things. Yeah. And I did not absorb them at all. Sure. Okay, it's just not for me. Yeah, that's it's, fine. Armas.
0: it's a It's a pretty dope position. I was gonna to say, ben. yeah, 20, you're fine. no you're one's ever fine. gonna attack
1: you.
2: It'd
4: be now. Weird if you were like, I watched them and I fell in love, yeah, with the wizarding world. <laughs> now, no. the, the rest of us are, are
3: frantically trying to square this circle, and you got out clean, <laughs> yeah, never was into it in the first place. You're like, let me
4: in, yeah. let me
3: in, yeah,
1: watched it later, didn't like it. I mean, it's just, it had, it had no impact on me, yeah.
0: And I do believe in magic. Yeah. In a young girl's heart. It's just, it's interesting <laughs> to track <laughs> their <laughs>
3: three separate careers.
4: Well, yes, it is. It's funny. I think he and Radcliffe are in similar zones. It's just that Radcliffe does more stuff. He does. Mm-hmm. But they're both in the zone of like, I'll play do nasty little freaks yeah. in indie stuff.
3: And then Emma Watson has been in the biggest things post-Potter, but also feels like the least successful element of all of them, and now maybe is soft retired. She's, I feel like
4: she's retired unless, yes, the right offer comes along or whatever. And it is crazy how it's so. I was talking about this as I walked out of the screening. Like, yeah, she's in one of the most successful films of recent years. Yes. And everyone, everyone on earth, 100 out of 100 people on the street would agree she's the worst thing in it. And she's right. not even that bad. And she's I'm talking about little women.
0: Oh, I thought you were talking about Beauty and the Beast. No, like we're talking about sucks. financially no, we, successful. No, fuck. Beauty and the
4: Beast. Okay, but, the, well, but no this one is the remembers thing. that. You're like, it's. But wild. that
0: movie made a lot of money. I it's guess Little Women kind of did too, right? David. Little Women
4: was a huge hit that everyone is rewatching. It's becoming yeah. a Christmas classic. Yeah. That yes. movie's getting etched in stone, and I everyone's agree. like, Florence Pugh, Sersha Ronan. Yeah, yeah. Fuck even the other one, Scanlan. Yeah. That her yeah. Name? yeah. Bob Odenkirk. Everyone's posting Odenkirk. Do you ever see an Emma Watson
3: gif? No! David, I think similarly, though, to Marie's point... I don't want to talk about Beauty and the Beast. Yes, I, I it's need the to same say thing. This. I need to say this. You do? It is hard to think of an actor who got less of a bump for being the lead of one of the 10 highest grossing movies of all time. It's not one of the 10 highest grossing movies of At all time. At the time of its release... It might have Beauty been and finished. the Beast? It's it not might. It was seven. Okay. It was in the top ten. Did
0: that make a billy? Yes.
3: It made yes. one, two.
0: Oh, that's ridiculous. It was humongous. I mean, I did see it in theaters opening weekend. For someone I who was already songs, a big but... ass
3: celebrity. But that's the thing. To then be the lead of that movie and have the takeaway be she's pretty much done, right? But... the thing. That's the thing. Yes. Harry Potter is it. Yeah. You can't, you, there's you're no bigger. In. No, but then she had a huge hit and everyone's like, let's forget about that. It's not bigger. She can't be bigger worst than part Harry of Potter. Women. And you're like, yes. she's in This Is the End. She's in Perks of Being a Wallflower, Bling Ring. Like on paper, she has the best post Potter career. On paper, you're like big projects.
0: Yeah, she's worked with yes. good directors and high good profile. Good star, stuff. all that. It's yeah. that we're talking about. She's not in this movie, obviously. Yeah, I know. But it, the, to,
4: like the Beauty and the Beast thing is not interesting to me in some way because it's sort of like those Disney movies are just, it's just so irrelevant. Yeah, the they're soulless who are in culture. Sorry, no one I sh- gets bumped out of them ever. I shouldn't sure.
0: badmouth the mouse, you know.
4: Oh, sure. But like but, who, got hey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who got a bump out of any Disney live action movie? They won't
3: send me the poster. Yeah, uh, who
4: got a bump out of any Disney live action movie? Great question.
0: Mm, no one.
3: Lily James got a mild bump. I do think it helped her be financeable.
4: <laughs> sure. At a lower level. She gets to be the And that was at the, the start. That was when they were yeah. still some novel. Right. And right. she
3: was more unknown than but most the, of their picks at the time the the she was. The Aladdin
0: leads, especially Just the fucked. guy notoriously no no wouldn't fuck. get hired yeah, no for fuck. anything. I know. What, what movie? And then, I mean, money? you have like the, yeah. the racial aspects of that. Right. Where, like, I, but I, do, I but think still, it's beyond, it's bigger yeah. than that.
4: It's like, no, we liked that. Well, we didn't like it. But you also, we didn't even register you. But what, what uh, the Jasmine lady, what's her name? Naomi, Naomi Scott. Scott. Naomi
3: Scott. I would argue she had more heat going into Aladdin than yes, she does post-Aladdin. she had more
4: heat off Power Rangers than off yeah, that she thing. was the one who was kind of like, oh, Naomi Scott's like doing but shit. that's she's why I good. think Little Women is interesting. Because yes. I don't even think she's bad in that movie. She's no. not like amazing, but she's fine. But
0: also Meg is like yeah, everyone's it's least, the, it's but least, least favorite it was supposed Sister. to be Emma
3: Stone. I know. And yeah. you cannot find a person who thinks... Well, the Emma's, Emma, Emma, Emma Watson version's better.
0: Emma Stone's not a Meg though. No, Emma, stone Emma stone Stone's a Joe. Movie.
3: Yeah. Yes, would But been she's bad. too old. But, but to be forget, a stone. Stone. No. forget Stone. Forget okay. Stone. But like, yeah, but yeah, it, yeah, cast yeah. It's more Stone just like That
4: she was in a beloved movie. Yeah. People are posting screenshots yeah. from yeah. it all the time. The youth found it. The yeah. zoomers love it. People basically forget she was in it. Yeah. They yeah.
0: do. I'm struggling to remember that she was in it right now as she's I talk about it.
3: Second built.
0: I think she should focus on her non acting work. Yeah. She seems to care deeply about uh, literacy, feminism, and sustainability. Yeah. Use your platform, girl. She hasn't made a movie since little women.
3: She she seems to be soft retired. I also think it's interesting that at the time of Potter, it felt
4: like everyone was like, Well, she's the one who's gonna go on to have the longest Absolutely. career. When Askaban was the first time anyone thought any of the kids were good in that movie, and yes. it was her.
3: Right. And you'd hear the stories of like she's a little pro. Yeah, she's she's the biggest find right. of those kids. Yeah. And, yet, and then you even get to this point where you're like, Harry Melling's good.
4: He's not just good. That guy's it's amazing. Fucking do shit. He's fucking great. He's fucking great. Yeah. Is that Dursley? Yeah. Anytime he pops up in a movie, people are like, you know who, you know, yeah, walked away great. with it. Melling. Yeah, he's yeah. great. Another theft. Call the cops. Yeah. yeah.
1: He walked away with Buster Scruggs. He didn't have arms yeah. or legs. That's true. Dottie was someone I did like. The little guy. Dobby. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm Dottie. <laughs> You like Dobby? I mean, Dobby Dobby was the one. Yeah, he's he's got your energy. Hits himself in the head with weird rags. (laughs) He's kind
4: of always making mischief. Yeah. He's sort of like, you know, what if Yoda, but sort of, you know, funny, I guess. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, like does he,
4: has he been in anything else? Dobby? Dobby? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's on an NBC show right now.
0: <laughs> is he the good doctor? He is. Yeah, he's yeah. the good doctor. Good,
4: he's good like the good doctor's rival. So, <laughs> Manny has made this film. Yeah, I saw it uh, at an Alamo screening uh, when you were in LA. Humble rag. Thank you. And you guys saw it at the Regal Essex?
3: Yesterday. We did. We saw it just the very nice saw it with yesterday. Us. We now let's just say this, okay? Because uh, we ran into a, a listener at the theater. Okay, and Marie, you said that they on the Discord had posed the theory that perhaps there is a curse upon the three of us. Yes, because of course Ben, Marie, and I last main feed new film from a previous director, Avatar: The Way of Water. Mm-hmm. We went to see it at the Regal Union Square
1: day of day first screening
3: first screening. Mm-hmm. Publ- publicly, the first screening we could possibly go to. Yep. The earliest one on the first day. Uh, and the movie broke down. We had to go to a different screening. And then a month later, they announced that that theater is closing. Right. Yesterday, we went to the Regal Essex, a different theater of the same beleaguered
4: chain. Yep.
0: That they're not closing.
4: Nope. It's and so, so for now. Yes. For now, not well, closing. I think not because on the list. The lease is probably right. brand far new, from right. expiring. I think their whole reason they picked Union Square is because the lease was ending. And Expensive. Yeah, but I'm sure the the I mean, uh, sure. Essex one's expensive yes. too. But, uh, yeah.
3: but we went to the 5 p.m. Thursday showing. Once again, the earliest showing we could find at any theater yesterday. Uh-huh. Yep. Twice, David. Mm. The movie just froze. Yeah. Oh it God. looked like someone hit a pause button. Yeah. Sure. It wasn't like glitching or stuttering. Do you think someone did? It just straight up. And both times they were in like high-stress moments. There's not like, a lot of
4: low-stress moments, no, like too. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> ba-
3: Batista walking towards the camera with the axe, and then <laughs> yeah. it just stops. And one time it was Ben like, Aldridge mm. with the gun in that. Yeah. house. This is an
4: interesting choice by Shyamalan. I thought, truly, because
3: Marie was like, you know, he's not playing with the form as much as he has I been know. recently. And then the movie stops, and I was like, okay, where are we going? I, mm-hmm. And then go. the
4: house lights came on, you were like, interesting. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> then a guy came in, and he was like, theater's broken and you were like this is good oh <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> no it was that scary thing where it like it happened it happened for like 30 or 45 seconds to start up again we went oh i guess we're in the clear and then 15 minutes later it happened again and, and then everyone like, in the
0: audience went no
3: is it gonna keep happening and
4: then we were safe but so it only happened twice no one even went to
0: no it was it, it it someone got, it, went the, the pauses yeah. were i think less than 30 seconds. It's still quite, quite
4: annoying. A yes. weird thing happened to me at the uh-huh. Alamo, not to call the Alamo out, because sure. they usually, you know, run a tight ship over there. Yeah. Did
0: they not bring you your food? No, they brought me my okay. food. Thank
4: God. Because um, that's the
0: worst case scenario. That is a
4: bad scenario. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, the movie ended, and then they were like, no one can leave, we forgot to give you your checks. Because <laughs> usually they drop the yeah. checks oh, around 40 sure. minutes before, and then they, like... Clearly began the check process. Oh, fuck. So I was in that theater for another half an hour, mm. wow. sitting with Emma, stewing.
3: I thought you were making a joke about Critic Paola. I thought you were saying the universal my
4: checks. Oh. <laughs> no, I, my I, my food check. They yes. didn't
0: buy you food? You huh? had to pay for your own food? Is yeah, that c-
4: it was just look, the reason I started the online was I just, it, you know, they do those screenings sometimes where they just. Oh, this was a critic screen. This was an it?
3: early, oh. jump time. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, oh, I just, it's just two. You can okay. get two yeah. seats.
4: I just took two seats because I was like, that means I don't have to go to the press screening at Lincoln Square. Sure, that's all. Big it's, it's closer board. to my house. Yeah, and I have dinner with it. Gotcha. Oh. that's and wild. A though. bunch of blankies. They locked the
3: door from the outside and said no one can leave until you pay the track.
4: They. I, I, <laughs> it was one of those things where I was like, what happens if I leave? And then I was just like, I bet they just like. I don't know. I don't want to take the risk. Dave Batista walked in and said, a grave error has been made today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> One person has to pay everyone's bill.
1: And you I mean, have fine, to decide. Fine. As long as I get out of here. Every 30 minutes, an Alamo me. Draft
4: House employee will commit suicide <laughs> until the check is paid. Anyway, uh, so we both had little funny looks. But yeah. my, my my viewing experience was not interrupted. Sure. Um, I was with Knock at the Cabin. Look, I
3: bring this up to say not that I think the blank check curse is real. I think Marie, Ben, and I can go see movies and not destroy the theater-going experience. But for all the hand-wringing about how to bring the theater-going experience back to prominence for people's minds, maybe these theaters should make sure their movies work. It is fairly damning...
4: (laughs) Look, I don't want to say anything bad about Regal as a chain, but I, they are pretty bad
3: chain- I saw. <laughs> look, I saw fucking Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. I made a last wish the other night. It's yeah. fucking week five of that movie's release or whatever. Six? How was yeah. it? Do you like it? I thought it was okay. Oh, Griff
4: was cool. left to, the funniest thing, though, was that Griff was kind of mad on it. And then in the, in the Doughboys chat, you were like, you know, I just haven't been liking movies that much lately. And I was like, I was asleep. But sure. I would have said, "Like Griff, you like Avatar. You like this movie You like. It's okay if Puss in Boots didn't I like, knock there, you no, out. No, there the are a couple car. movies I loved. I've yeah. been, I've just been. Per- You've been a little, you know.
3: I've been a little muted on things. I saw Avatar th- three fucking times because yeah. it made me feel something. Yeah, Puss. Yeah. In, I'm just saying, Puss in Boots. No, it's not delivering. I, is I, look, you know, I, it is what I, it is. I, I will say this. It started. Here was, was my arc on the Last Wish, and then we're gonna talk about a knock at the
2: yeah. Cabin, we, okay, yeah,
3: we gotta talk about. Here was part. my arc on the Last Wish. I think i made it clear I do not have much fondness for the Shrek franchise. A franchise I loved when it came out. People think I have no nostalgia for it. I do. I just, when I've tried to give those movies a modern spin, they don't do much for me. Right? Yeah, because they're bad. I, David, I will let You're, you take the slings yeah, and arrows on that one. Easy. easy. Bad. Uh, Al
0: Pacino would beg to differ.
3: Yes, he would. Everyone well. keeps on saying Puss in Boots Last, last Wish Surprise Banger.
4: Right? Yes. Yeah.
3: Uh, so I go into it being like, everyone's telling me this is a surprise banger. Right. First five or 10 minutes, I'm like, okay, this is cute, whatever. I just don't, I don't want to see this. Right. And then somewhere around the 10 minute mark, it really starts clicking for me. Right. Ben there's like,
4: you know, went full news. Ben Duris's performance is incredible. I mean, he's so good. Actually. Yeah. He really, is.
3: there's the scene where the doctor starts recounting the different lives and you're like, this is funny. It's kind of visually inventive. And then it gets into a good run and the introduction of some of the supporting characters is fun. And I was like, okay, I see what everyone's talking about. This is good. And then like two-thirds of the way through, I was like, I maxed out on this thing. And I felt like sure. a grumpy old man where I was just like, this movie's too loud. Too much is going on. <laughs> Your arms are increasingly full. Yeah, this. I was just like, this thing has the modern animation thing where uh-huh. it's like so relentless and whiz-bang. And it's also, isn't it like, it's kind of like an hour
4: 45 or whatever. It's like, like a, it it it's like like an hour to 45 85 minutes. and it
3: feels like the last 45 minutes are like a series of set pieces on top of each other that start to feel abstract because it's just like, Nothing but guitar solos. And then by the end of it, I was like, it's good. I just, it wore me yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. was a point in the middle where I was really jamming. You liked it. Megan. I like Megan. She's good.
0: Megan's good.
3: Yeah. I didn't love it. I like Megan. I liked, uh, what was the other thing I saw? Wasn't crazy about a man called Otto. <laughs>
0: well, he's so curmudgeoned. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know I said we have to talk
3: about man knocking the cabin. I've been waiting for <laughs> a right, more talk episode. your thing. Do it. This was fascinating, and I have not heard a single person mention this. Man called Otto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The mildest is uh film,
4: uh-huh.
3: a movie about the grumpiest man in America. Right? right? Pretty early on, you find out. Oh, one of the reasons he's grumpy, his wife is dead. Right. I don't think this is a major spoiler. There are more specifics to yeah, this. Whatever. That are sure. Unfolding, whatever. Right. Auto spoiler. But pretty early on. You sense the absence of the wife. Right. And, and he goes to a Batista. Dave Batista keeps trying to kill him. Yes. You know, that's bugging
4: him. Otto, you're going to have to make a difficult decision.
3: Megan <laughs> Megan is there, you know. He doesn't want to hear it from Look, her. Otto would be able to solve a knock at the cabin pretty quickly. That's yeah, all I'm He'd be like,
0: say. I volunteer as tribute, Abs-
3: right? Absolutely. He's but ready to go. Early in the movie, Otto goes to the gravestone of his wife with a thermos of coffee and talks to her. Sure. On the gravestone, it says... Whatever, nineteen sixty blank to two thousand eighteen, right? Okay, sure. So I'm looking at this and I'm like, okay, so his wife he's died like five years ago. He's like five years on from the death of the wife, right? Uh-huh. Doing the math on the timeline, and then later in the movie he talks about the fact that his wife died less than a year ago.
2: Uh-huh. It has
3: been less than a year than her, from her death, and I'm so like, the film set. Pre-pandemic. That was the thing. I was like, why would they make it that she died in 2019? Why wouldn't he make the film president? The yeah they do pandemic. Yeah. 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 yeah, sure. It was just the first time it's, I've seen yeah. a movie do that. Well, it's interesting to see it, the approach. the whole approaches. thing is, like, right. he's been alone without yeah, no, his I, I, wife, yeah, and he's been right. miserable. Yeah. And you're like, if he then has to live through the pandemic, his entire mental state is so much they different. They don't want to think do about we, that. Do we yeah. see
0: the wife? Is it Rita?
3: No. Close, How was Rita's song?
0: Oh, get it. The wife. Good joke. Yeah. Five Comedy points. Uh, it's this what the woman the, I I'm remember give her you name, but she's a really good actor.
3: Ahead. She's on Fargo and Legion, she's a Holly vet.
0: Okay, but how's Rita's song? It's okay. Does it play over the credits? Yeah, 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 yeah. good for her. <laughs>
4: yeah, uh, I'm okay. trying to, I, I don't know who played this wife because I, I don't not, know what her name is. I don't know,
3: that's my thing. I just hadn't seen that yet, and I think we're still in the era of figuring yeah, out how different some, movies oh, deal it? with. Does, does this take place in a timeline where the pandemic wait, existed you, or not? Wait,
4: it's Rachel Keller? Yes. Oh, well, she's young. Oh, but it, you only it's see the only wife flashbacks. in like long flashbacks, Correct. right? Correct. Okay, okay. Correct. Yeah, I like Rachel Keller. I think she's a really good actor. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, Yeah. yeah
3: I'm fond of her. You know, it's a similar thing with like Succession being like, pandemic never happened. Yeah, well, some shows are like, let's not do it. And a movie like this essentially being like, this needs to be a period piece because it has to be set before
1: the pandemic. What were you going to say, Ben? I was one of a handful of people that went to see House Party.
0: <laughs> oh, how was it, Ben? Bad. Three-year-old oh. house party. And nobody
1: came. Yeah, no one showed up to this house party. It was just weird. It was like LeBron was the, one of the producers, and it's like he's, it's his house. The movie's all about it being his house, but it's just he's way too close to the material. And the thing I was saying to the guys, it's like basically all of the jokes are like LeBron is one of the greatest people to ever live. The premise right? of the original like house that's party. the premise of the comedy. Oh, Premise of the like original house
3: that. party. Two friends are like, I wish we were more cool. Right. Let's throw a house party. Yes. In a house. Right. Uncle is like, you better not throw a house party. Come it, chaos ensues. Right. Right. This movie is. Guys get hired to house it or clean a house. Clean a house. They realize clean
0: LeBron's it, house. They
3: realize right. it's LeBron's house. They go, we should burden the hand, have a party at this incredible mansion. LeBron has a security system involved where he talks them through pre-recorded hologram messages. Yes. Where he talks about how great he is, and it's like, you
4: better not be throwing a party at my house. Oh, my God. There's like a motive. It's like... Why is this movie about LeBron? But isn't there also, not to spoil House Party, a thing where Kid Cudi reveals that like the Illuminati exists?
1: Yes, of course. And he is so... He's going for it. Kid That's Cudi cool. is going for it, and it's bad. Duh. Uh, ben doesn't
4: turtle alert. This guy's smelling turds at 2023 20, bar.
1: Box <laughs> office rebounds. No,
3: says Hosley. I'm glad we're doing a, a, a lightning Deborah round Jeff catch in. up on the yeah. De- December Jan movies. But, but a knock at the cabin. A
0: knock at the cabin. David,
3: you go to see it a couple days
4: before us. We saw it last night. You liked it a lot.
0: Yeah. Tell us why you liked it, I David. Was, no.
4: I, I have more complicated reactions. But I was very distressed by it. I found it incredibly upsetting. Yes. Right. Yes. I agree with that.
0: Uh, Griffin and I sat in silence during the entire credit sequence and didn't know what to say. I found
3: it.
4: Look. I find it
3: effective on that level. Right,
4: right. It certainly did. I think it's quite well made. Uh, and uh, yeah, I kind of walked out of there with Emma being like, "Well, thought that was quite effective." Mm-hmm. Don't like it as much as old, which I think is just so wonderful. Yes. Yeah. And I like the sort of swirl of goofiness with him, right? Like I yeah. like the sort of super sincere plus like slight yes. kind of wacky fantasy, and this was more straightforward. Yeah. Um. But. I do you think it's just like a really interesting, weird Shyamalan moral par- parable. It's And an, it's I just respect the hell out of it. And who's making movies like this? No one. And I just, like, when you were looking at this body of work, it's just like, he just keeps like swerving and doing interesting stuff and like challenging himself. Yeah. Not doing the same kind of thing over and over again. Like, not just doing genre exercises. Like, if this was just a genre exercise, it would probably be... Pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, like a kind of home invasion, Twilight zone kind of thriller. I know the book is, you know, he's going off the book. Sure. But I much prefer him doing this like from the mind of a
3: Night Shyamalan shit. Yeah, I like this movie more zooming out and looking at the filmography as a whole. Yeah. Rather than having to like talk about it as a new release, which in and of itself, I find a lot less interesting than I do within the larger narrative of his Career. when we look back on his career at the very end of it, 87 years from now, it'll be like, remember when he did that? That was odd. Here's my biggest problem with this movie. And I was saying this to Marie, and I don't know if this is just where my head's at right now. Mm-hmm. I, for as much as I did find this movie effective in uh, creating uh, a sense of unease in me from yes. beginning to end, right? I will say I did not really any narrative tension from this movie. This is what Marie said. To just me because now. I, from the beginning, was like, I think this is real. Yeah. I It, it felt like he was tipping the hand too much too early mm-hmm. in ways that took some of the ambiguity out of it. And so I sit there going, when does shit start getting really bad? I know there's an inevitable outcome. Right. We're sort of trudging towards, where does this final decision land? The movie I was comparing it to with Marie, which is one I've tried to rewatch a number of times and I still struggle with on the same level, is like Hateful Eight is a movie for me where the hour and a half in the middle where it's like which one of these people is a bad person mm. has no tension for me. Right. And I'm just like, I know there's going to be the point where everyone takes their guns out and starts shooting at each other. Right. And the fact that it takes so long to get there, I, I think for... And Hateful Eight is, is not a short film. No, it's not. But I think these are both filmmakers who are usually really good at finding some central area of tension and like stretching that wire out as far as they can until it frays and frays and frays and frays and, and holding it really taut until the right moment. Right. How would that work here? I, I don't know. I, I mean, here's my first thought kind of feels like a strategic error to me in a visual medium as opposed to a book where the reader is creating images in their head and thus are questioning what they're seeing because it's yeah. their own interpretation, I kind of think the TV is a misstep in this movie.
0: So that that's a change from the book?
3: No. No, right but I book. just think it plays differently if you, an audience member, are watching news footage that a director created and the thumb is yeah, being yeah. put on right. the scale there.
0: I mean, the the suggestion brought up by the skeptic Daddy Andrew that maybe the broadcast was being, like, fed in from these, like... Yeah, either
4: it's totally fake or they knew... These are things that have been going on. They're hitting a fever pitch right now. that, to me,
0: was way too big a leap. I agree. I start to feel...
3: It's weird how quickly the more Daddy Eric and Daddy Andrew start to rationalize why it couldn't be real, it feels like their leaps are becoming bigger than the leaps of Batista and co. And it also, it's the fact that, like, those news broadcasts are directed by M. Night Shyamalan. So they all have weird M. Night Shyamalan I, tone. I hear you. So on I look that. at them yeah, and yeah. I'm like, well, it's, it feels like the world's ending.
4: Okay. Oh, go on. Not to go all Griffy Newman on you. Please. But if you turned on the TV and there was news of a pandemic, you wouldn't be surprised. If there was news of a tsunami, you wouldn't be surprised. If there was news of planes flying, falling out of the sky, you'd probably start to get weirded out, but you can yeah. imagine it. Yeah. Some kind of cyber attack. Two Absolutely.
0: Tsunamis within.
4: No, it's the same. It's the same tsunami.
0: No, it's the two different earthquakes. Yeah, but
4: they're in the same place. It's no, a, it's well, the a,
0: Aleutian Islands, and then yeah, yeah, off yeah, the yeah. coast of. But
4: it's supposed to be the whole the all, the whole plate. The it's the thing. There's a New York article about yeah, it. The, we've the all big, read Yeah, the it. big one. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. it's they're referencing a real. It's a real thing. thing. Uh huh. A real uh, phenomenon. It's a real. Worried about that? There there maybe five hundred years ago there was a gigantic tsunami that wiped out the Pacific Northwest,
2: mm-hmm.
4: uh, and maybe it'll happen again someday? You know, whatever. blah, Blah blah. It's in the realm of possibility. Feels in the realm of possibility for the reality we live in. And I feel like that's what M. Night Shyamalan is trying to tap into. Of this kind of thing of like, are we kidding ourselves every day when we watch stuff like that? And we're like, well, that's just the reality we live in. Stuff like that happens. Look, I did have the thought. I I don't know anyone else who's making movies about contemporary life that way. Well, no. As I was
3: walking away from this movie, I was thinking... What could I see on the news that would genuinely shock me now in that way? It does feel like we're at a point of just being like, I
1: don't know, a good
4: sitcom. Well, folks.
0: But David, Night Court's back.
4: I I, I don't know. Congress (laughs) getting stuff done. This is what I'm saying.
3: Folks. In terms of like (sighs) apocalyptic things happening, it's hard to imagine
4: a thing I would be. Fully surprised. There was by. there no, but there are things. A volcano just erupted in New York. Okay, that's, that's insane. Weird. Never Godzilla, heard kaiju. Yeah, a monster appeared.
0: Yeah. Sure, sure. sure. Right, the last yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: couple of years have contained a lot of things that felt like I I could never imagine this feeling normal right. to me. And as you're saying, David, it is weird to turn on the TV or open your phone and seeing these headlines that start to become a little blasé. Right. That is unnerving. I get what he's doing there.
4: Right, I like he's it. Turning the dial up. Right, yeah. I just
3: yeah. I just think it is. Once again, it, it speaks to M. Knight's house style. Anytime they do one of these news broadcasts, yes, sure. These things could be on the news any day and we'd maybe accept them. We wouldn't think it was a sign of the apocalypse or people would just be making glib apocalypse jokes on Twitter, yes, right?
4: Immediately. Right. But all of the news footage they show feels like I, the I hear you on the news footage. It's a, it's a little, it's his thing. A- and, and, it and just, they, they, they don't even tr- cut to Steve. Who's Steve?
1: In the studio and they, he starts drawing, you know, Oh, like, oh uh, Harnacki. She- yeah. <laughs> You see these planes? Actually. And they could have. The guy's in Universal State. They could have brought him in.
3: It's also the most, the juice of this movie is the idea of Dave Batista, who we, let's talk about. Great He's, performance. Okay? He's incredible. Right. But the idea of like this guy who is such a walking contradiction in and of himself. Yes. Who you cannot really get your hands
4: around. Immediately frightening, but then very gentle in mm-hmm. his presentation. Right. And, and those a things big are weapon.
3: coexisting right, at right, all times. Right. The idea of this guy looking you in the eyes and going, you have to trust me. Right. I, I can't prove this to you, but this is real. Yeah. Is so much more interesting the more ambiguous it is. And him saying that to you is always going to be more effective than any imagery you can show. But you have in to up the a movie television. Like
0: well, right. Because how do you expand yeah. the yeah. world outside of the cabin?
3: I don't know. It is just that thing. I, start, I very early on in this movie go why are eric and andrew being so
4: no i didn't do that though yeah i very early on in this movie i was like this again, is definitely this is just me no yeah. i know but yeah. I, no but i'm saying we had the same initial reaction where i was sure. like hey, this is true yeah this isn't fake yeah but then i had the same reaction which is like my reaction would be to fight that which is just like the human reaction to no me. i'd give. In. I'd them well my <laughs> but not if you had a kid
3: well, I don't. Thanks for rubbing it
4: in. But I'm saying, like, that's the that's <laughs> the tension of the movie. Sure. Because you're like, I can't kill my, my child's right. father. Yeah. Yes. yes. I can't do that. Yes. I can't do that. I can't do that. Plane lands. I have to do that? Like, uh, sure. It's such a crazy thing. It's so upsetting and yeah. interesting. Like, you know, whereas if it's just the two of them... You know, if it's a bunch of friends, you know, then like then it's like, well, who do I like best? But the fact that there's a kid makes it so like wrenching, which is why I don't get that the kid dies in the book, because then I'm just like, then I would just be like, kill me now. I don't know. I like the idea of the ending more of just
3: being like, well, we have experienced the most apocalyptic thing to our personal lives, which
4: is our daughter just want to die. That's their point, though. They're like, no, but then it'll be just like, just kill me. Fine. Who cares? They're
0: going into the apocalypse. Yeah,
4: but they're being told if we kill one of each other, you'll fucking save the world. I would have been like, fine, sure. At this point, sure. No, but I think their whole point is, like, we
3: refuse to give you a fucking inch. Right, if right, you're telling us the right. worst very thing that could nihilist. happen is that we also die, who gives a shit?
0: Yeah, but it's the rest of the world's going to die. It's the world yeah, worth Well, that's the difference right. between Daddy Eric and Daddy Andrew. Right. Yeah. Right. As we learn in the flashbacks, Daddy Andrew has, you know, it, it's not easy being a gay person. And not, Yes, Daddy Andrew you know, has,
4: has been, uh, like... Scrim- homophobically yeah. attacked yes. in his, his life he didn't has support him. right right right, right. I mean, he th- has a much more This is a series of
3: concerns that were thoroughly covered in the film I ended up watching as part of a double feature after Knock at the Cabin
0: which was I now
3: pronounce you truck and larry Okay <laughs> oh. I, I, I put it on and then was like, why am I fucking watching these two movies back to back? It was pretty jarring. I'm going to go
4: look at the wall like the Blair Witch project. I'm in a Sandler <laughs> phase. The, I'm, I'm in a Sandler phase. Ah. And that's, that's the one how, I put off revisiting. It, the Pain what? and Taylor. Great. <laughs> <Right>. Because <laughs> I remember it just tries to have its cake and eat it too at yeah. the end. And you're kind of like, I don't buy it. There,
3: Look, there are scenes that I was genuinely a little surprised by where I was like, huh, that's kind of well done. Sure. And then a lot of it is exactly what you think I'm that not, movie would be in 2007. I'm not
0: I'm not interested in that one.
3: Yeah, no, it's not. Um, uh, did
0: Payne and Taylor write it? Or they, they have wrote, wrote it and
3: then it was it. Sandlerized. Right, right, right.
0: But the... It, their they,
3: title, their script is called Flamers.
0: Oh, my...
4: Wait, was it really? Yeah, because they're firemen. Oh, the Sandler script? No, the pain, the pain Taylor script, script is called Flamers. Because it's like based on a true story in some way, right? No. Or
3: whatever. No. Based on a news report It's based report on true friendship. On. <laughs> okay. No, it's not. Oh I think it's God. based on okay. thought experiments. Okay. Anyway. It's based on things that Republican <laughs> congressmen say to strike fear into <laughs> Fox News watchers. Yeah. What if you had to marry your friend, yeah. though? Right. This fucking Kevin James guy. <laughs> for
2: for right? health insurance. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. And then
0: I'm paying for it? I can't believe I was about to speak about homophobia and you went on a now-pronounce-you-Chuck-and-Larry-Detour. will
3: be about homophobia. All these then turn against it.
4: Ben, you can just sort of, like, highlight the section and we can, we can evaluate it later, you know? Kevin James gives a very
3: touching monologue where he says, when, when Chuck bailed you out after you lost all your money at Atlantic City, that check he wrote you, that check wasn't too gay for you, was it?
4: Isn't there also Rob Schneider and yellow? It is, we have...
1: Occasionally, we get new listeners when we do new movies. Yes. Occasionally,
4: <laughs> uh, yes. sorry, we don't do this all the time. Oh, we do it all the
2: time. You're what right. Talking but,
4: about? I tried. Yeah, no, but of course, uh, Ben Aldridge's character Andrew has a yes. more negative view of like society and right. yes. like literally and, just also, the pain of being I, alive. a bit of a grip. Like,
0: but the, the yeah. yeah, but the uh, the, although I you think would never own a gun, the film does. I would
3: never own a gun. Yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> Thank the, you. the
0: film I think does make that, his viewpoint feel valid, even yes, though it absolutely. chooses the other viewpoint. Yeah. Here's the thing I which like. Is, yeah.
3: They make it clear he's a, he's a human rights lawyer. Yep. And yep. he's like, I do a noble thing. My life is committed, committed. Jesus, where did that come from? Committed to trying to fight against atrocities in the world. Right. That is why I have a lower opinion of the world. Right. I am not some cynical
4: jagoff right. who sits yeah, back yeah. and complains about everything. Yeah, I'm not just... Some kind of whatever right. cabin dwelling, you know. It's happy. Like, guy. I'm eating the yeah. shit, trying yeah, yeah, to make yeah, it yeah. better every totally. day,
3: which means I'm so much more exposed to how awful things are than you. It is hard for me to maintain any optimism, right? And then Jonathan Groff's character has come from a religious background that he clearly is fighting to different degrees.
0: So, it's a little aside, yes. an interesting. Fact is, both the actors, Jonathan Groff and Ben Aldridge, are gay men who were raised yes. in very strict religious Groff backgrounds. Was Groff Amish? was Mennonite. Mennonite, yeah. And sorry. Uh, Aldridge, some form of like UK. Yeah, he's like a evangelical
4: Christian. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And I think, I mean, I am. He,
4: although he's very clear, like, I am not religious right. in any way. And I think his parents aren't either. Whereas I think Groff's family, I would assume, is still religious. Um, yeah. I'm not well, sure.
0: his I mom, think. his mom is not Mennonite. Mm,
4: his his father father's
0: is, Mennonite, right. and uh, his mom
4: is a Methodist right. and He was raised in the Methodist right.
0: faith. Right. Um. But I, I, I am the daughter of a gay man who goes to church every Sunday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it is a thing that I constantly push back on. Not only sure.
4: who goes to church every Sunday, but who was annoyed at you for saying that you weren't that Catholic right. on the Benedetta well, the episode. Benedict, yes.
0: yeah. And I was like, well, I mean... Come here.
4: So annoyed at you that he complained to me.
0: Yes. Yeah. I'm yes. supposed to keep you in line uh, on your sorry, public Dad.
2: expressions.
0: Um, but, sorry, sorry. No, we can but, cut that out again. No, no, I'm no, sorry. you can leave it out. Keep uh, it in double yeah. it. <laughs> but the, uh, the, it, it is, I think, a question that a lot of, you know... Queer people struggle with right. who want it's certainly if they were especially if they if they were if raised, they were raised in a religion that does not accept their identity. Yeah, what I, is your relationship to faith?
3: The 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 new uh, new it's now been on for what fucking eight years. But the Netflix Queer Eye, there's an episode in the first season that I think about a lot, where Bobby was raised like very religious and knew he was gay very young and mm-hmm. was constantly hearing basically his internal identity that he was too afraid to verbalize to anyone be demonized. And it's like, once I was old enough that I was out from under my parents' roof, I was never stepping foot into a church ever fucking again. And then they work with someone in one of the episodes who's like part of a church group. And he just has this firm line of like, I'm not walking into the building. I'm not doing this. And he's sort of dealing with this woman who's like, that is not the way we run our church. That is not what we believe. Sure, we would right, accept right. you, We're all of this. Right, and he's right. just like, you have to understand, like, my oppositional resistance to this right. entire institution. I, th- I think it's a tough thing. But then, yes, you also, you, you have people like your father where it's, those things are sort of so it's, it's able to coexist. But I think yes.
0: it's the, the idea of having the sacrifice at the end. Yeah. Groff. Choosing to be the sacrificial lamb. lamb. Mm -hmm. Well, it's it's a very Christ-like scenario. Yes. Yes. I mean, and I think it is quietly radical to have a queer person take on this role in the film.
4: I agree. I there's an interesting aspect to this. Bautista says maybe their love is quote unquote more pure. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. And there is that kind of like I feel it. And I can't, I don't want to tell him what he thinks. Right. But I get the vibe from him where he's just like, I mean, they worked harder to be in a relationship than I ever did. Right. Or yeah. It's harder to be gay. You know, the there, slightly, the slightly patronizing, things. well-meaning, right. slightly kind of like... Maybe there's just something more. Powerful Maybe they take about less for Blah blah blah. Right. Blah, blah, right. right. I mean, you know, get, and, and then how hard it would be for them to have a child? We get right. these little flashbacks, and
3: there's the one where they they go overseas to China to adopt their soon and to be. And it's so
0: quietly dog. devastating right. when there's they address
3: the, them because tiny moment yeah. where they go like Mr. and Mrs. Brooks, and he goes, "I'm Mr. Brooks. Uh, my wife couldn't be here today. Yeah. This is her brother." And it's like, oh, this little tiny lie they have to make in order for both of them to be able to meet the child at the same yeah. time is, uh, yeah, it's upsetting. And I guess that's the central counter tension of this movie, right? That their immediate reaction to this is, this is a hate crime. Mm-hmm. That we are being persecuted because we are gay. They go from being, are these people insane? To, is this some sort of con? To, this is a targeted attack. And sort of their internal narrative is built of the Ripper Grant character, he pieces together as a man who attacked him right. Right. in a so clear act of,
0: this, you know. This was an issue. This I had an issue with this. Yeah. I talked about it after we left the movie where let's say, you know, we're looking for tension. as a, is, this, is the apocalypse really happening? Sure. And let's say we're not getting it from the news report aspect. We believe that that's yeah. real. So then they try and introduce this, well, maybe... This was formulated on a message board because Rupert Grint, like 10 years ago, gay bashed daddy Andrew in a bar in Boston.
3: Over the head with a beer bottle. Right. Yeah. And in what was clearly a a homophobia motivated drunken attack. Yes. Right. And he served time in jail for. Did you
0: notice that we were served a pre-roll of Boston tourism ads before the movie? Oh yeah, I do remember
3: that.
4: Yeah, <laughs> I being mean, like, "Ooh, ooh." Um, Grint
3: served time in prison. When he yes. shows up yeah. at the house, he's given a fake name to them, uh, yes. to yeah. even his cohorts. Yeah. Uh, so Aldridge very quickly thinks he radicalized these people right. online to he get took revenge fake on me. Dreams. Right. He's been messing with it. Right. And, Batista's yeah, right. a bartender. Right. You could so connect I, these yeah. people very quickly. And yeah. also
0: the um, Sabrina, uh, Nikki. Uh, a, a new, a the nurse character is yeah. a nurse and in the flashback of the bar situation the you know, the he aftermath. ends up having yeah. to get stitches right. yes. so I'm like is this all like a manifestation of his fears of being like like sure. gay bashed again like I was like right. what is you know is that what this movie is going it, is to be about is it about, about and it, trauma yeah well it's it I is mean, about tra- I mean, tra- but it's about trauma. it isn't really about
4: but I think trauma. it's more like it's like you can see things everywhere if right. you want to look mm-hmm. for them, right? And that's sort of what Andrew's saying: is like, look, the world might be bad, but like, you know, the world's just bad. That doesn't mean it's about to end. Well, it. and it that's mean the fucking each other's right. internet, internet now. Anything. Is
3: anyone can find any pattern they want, right. in anything, and right. use yeah.
4: it as proof that this is happening this is or will wife. happen. This is an interesting sure. and devastating contemporary parable by the, M Night Shyamalan. Yes,
0: um, and D so plus m- eight out of ten. So much of the <laughs> the film is about choices. Yes. You have a choice. Right. And you can choose to see the world as worth saving.
2: Right. Or not. Or not. But the
0: thing
4: about the choice in the book that kind of drives me crazy and and in the movie too is like the idea of just like, well, we'll just face the apocalypse and we'll at least be together. And I'm like, together? What do you mean? A plane's going to land on you in five minutes. Like, come on. You're not going to be together. The world's going to end.
3: Yeah, but that's their point is uh, you basically already ended the earth, world for us. Right. What more is there to live for? At least we can die on our own terms. Yeah, but then everyone else is going to die. Okay, who gives a shit? People suck.
0: Yeah, how can you Bam. love your neighbor if right. your neighbor hates you? I understand. But Jesus that said, being Love the thy neighbor after this themselves.
3: has happened to them.
4: Yeah, right, no, I
1: don't hey, know. You but, you feel, know there's, there's
4: billions of people on the you, planet.
1: I would but, hope you know. you'd feel some empathy yeah, of learning that hundreds of thousands of people billions, have just billions died. Billions
4: of people are going to die, yeah. including right. children. Right. And, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah.
1: Like, I feel like you would feel that. Yeah. Just like you feel the violence of watching someone be murdered in front of you. Right. Well, I, I really well, found well, the violence and just the messaging of the violence. And and it's just like, I know this movie is, has this whole exercise and trying to really say like a lot. And they have right. these big ideas. But like, the violence, to me... You're like, why
4: aren't they so traumatized beyond belief yes. after the first incident of death in front of mm-hmm. 100%. Right. 100%. Right. 100%
1: right. Violence and pain are some of the worst things right. totally. in life. Yeah, let's let's clearly
3: come out anti-real-world violence on yes. Blank Check with Griffin and David.
1: Sure.
4: Um, Not fans. Against it. Yeah, bad. But Avoid y- it at all costs. A thing we've and sort pain of mentioned, sucks but, like, to live through. After they present this choice, they're like, will you kill one of you? Sure. <laughs> And the family's like, what? No, of course not. They, like, put a sock over Rupert Grint's head and, like, hit him in the head. You right. barely see any violence in this yeah. thing. Then. It's almost all not But shown. it's so gritty and realistic.
2: Sure. It well, feels there's something just so
4: yeah. um, to so, the You can the Yeah. And they, yeah. Made,
0: they made their own weapons.
4: Yeah. yeah, they were told to make their weapons in this specific way.
1: If you're trying
4: vision. to, like, present a crazy idea
1: uh-huh. to, like, these people, maybe not with the weapons like
4: right in hand. right. Maybe keep those off to the side, keep them in a bag. But this is the whole, I mean, and that face Batista makes right at the beginning of the movie when he meets Wen. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I have two daddies. And he goes like, and you can tell. This is going to look bad for us. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And beyond that, that they are going to have the reasonable reaction of like, you are specifically targeting us. For sure. This isn't some fucking Twilight Zone episode. You guys are just a bunch of homophobic, violent people. Mm-hmm. And Batista has to be like, I swear to God, swear to God. B- didn't know you were... Nothing, he's doing the Seinfeld thing. Not that there's anything wrong with that. This is this is uh, totally unrelated. Sure. I had visions of planes falling from the sky. Yeah. I didn't know you were gay. It's my own thing. He says it in this tone of voice. He does. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, Emma leaned over to me and said he just realized he's gonna have to do a hate crime. Mm-hmm. Like, essentially, <laughs> it's sort of like that extra realization that for whatever reason... Within the bounds of this strange story, sure, they didn't know who these people were going to be.
0: How would you convince people of this? To to I wouldn't to be it? able to. Ben,
4: I'd pass them a badass
1: bone, okay. big old spleef, and we'd smoke. And then I'd be like, "All right," but man. they're
0: not of sane mind. They have to be. That's why him getting the concussion, he had to recover from it. They have to be like they have to clearly choose.
4: You have to. There has to be like intention. Yeah. Damn. Well, now I'm stumped.
2: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> can,
3: I, can I roll back to just uh, talk about the central difference between what the book ends up being and what the movie ends up being? Right. Yeah. With the full acknowledgement, the four of us have only read the Wikipedia entry. 100%. 100%. Yeah. yeah. But and some book. people like the book a lot, although other people have told me they
4: really didn't like the book. Yeah. Yeah. This
3: is the thing I find most interesting about the movie, though, and it gets to why I'm in such a, like, absolutist, like, I would tell them to go fuck off and just face whatever comes with my partner, Right. Yeah is that I know you're talking about, I'm trying to appeal to my sense of empathy of would you actually want all those people to die just to stubbornly prove a point or to be vindictive against these people who caused you this much pain, right? Mm -hmm. Or because you feel so numb inside that like, why does it fucking matter anymore? There's the other element of this we're, we're not discussing, which is if they are correct and the apocalypse is about to happen, if you just walk off into the sunset with your partner and go, people be damned, that is the deliberate act of a vengeful god. It is not like, oh, there's an existential... there, There's an environmental disaster that somehow you have the ability right. to stop that might be random, right? But this is the thing about religion. Exactly. There's and something it, inexplicable that you I have to accept. But I think in reading stuff about the book, that's what people say is interesting about the ending, is they're right. basically like... If you're telling me that this is what we need to do in order to appease God to stop this from happening and God has already taken our daughter and that's not good enough for him, then fuck God. This whole thing, it sucks. It is the thing I find most interesting about this movie is the way so many M. Night Shyamalan movies are hinged on not even the twist ending as much as what is his thematic concern? What is the thing he's dealing with? Mm -hmm. Something like Signs where you're like, crop circles. Could it be aliens? Is he actually making an alien movie? Is Unbreakable actually going to be a movie about what if superheroes are real, right? He'll make these movies where it takes a concept that we're used to in genre fiction, pulpier concepts, and bring them down to a more terrestrial level, character-based, and sort of how would real people quote-unquote deal with this, right? And this is his one movie, for how much his body of work deals with faith, Uh, this, This is one movie where that central question is basically, what if God was real? And what if the proof you had of it was terrifying? You know? Yeah. If you take this movie at face value, it's like, and God is deciding that all planes fall from the sky at the same time that tsunamis are happening, at the same time that a pandemic starts evolving at. Extraordinary speed.
1: So it's like you're it's like the story of when one of the guys had to kill his whole family yeah. to appease God, which to me is like an awful story. The, the Binding no, of Isaac
4: is what you're talking about. Yes, yeah.
1: Isaac. Yeah. Okay. God said to Abraham, yeah. "Kill me." Son. I've never been yeah. to church. I don't know anything about the Bible or but that's, organized but You know yeah. Bob
4: Dylan. I, I do God said Dylan. to Abraham, bring me a son. Oh, shit. Is that what that's right?
1: <laughs>
2: from? Yeah.
4: The Old Testament, Damn, my friend. Down on high, Bob Highway said 61. To, Bob, God, Bob, Bob, Bob. Dylan, no. God yeah. says to Abraham, like, all right, you believe in me, right? And Abraham's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you're God.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: And God's like, man, I'm not really feeling it. You know, your old only son, Isaac, who your wife had when she was like a 100 years old, thanks to me. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah. He's like. Top of the mountain, dead by morning, please. And Abraham does it. Yes. And when he's about to kill Isaac, God's like, all right, all right.
0: All right, all right. It was a test. It was just kidding. Good job. Good job. You passed. That's, this, this now movie. live
1: the rest of your life normally.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, this movie coming from an outsider who then went to Catholic school and right. was indoctrinated with all the stories of the Bible for years and years and years of his life, studying them closely, right? And using them to build up his own sense of narratives. Yeah. Right? And how stories are told and all of that. Here, this movie, you present the logline of this film to anyone. Four strangers show up in a cabin, hold your parents and their young child hostage, and say the world's going to end unless you make a terrible choice, sacrifice, whatever. It's like you said, it's like a trolley pop. Right, you're like, what a great classic horror movie thriller setup, Cabin in the Woods. But then if you actually take it at face value, you're like, no, it's like any of these Bible stories that are terrifying, where God's voice comes down and he's like, here's the deal, I'm going to flood fucking everyone. Everyone's gone. Pick animals and say goodbye to everyone else you know. Why? Because they suck. Fuck them. And you close the Kill book and your your you're like, children, you know? what am
4: I supposed to take yeah. away from that? And you go to like, and look, there are theologians. Bible stories are terrifying. Well, especially Old Testament ones. And you yeah. go to like theologians and they have all kinds of interesting readings on them and there are people who can give you informed sort of takes sure. on like, here's what was going on at the time when these things were written. of that can yeah. But the Binding of Isaac, it is kind of, it's like, that's we're trying to define how faith is, baby. Yeah, it's it's something like in, irrational and insane. Like, and it's and it's like mafia you, rules. It's like leading through fear. Um, and so this is so I can Neiman,
2: make an example of you Adam is Neiman, what
3: God's saying through a fucking bush.
4: Has a profile of Shyamalan that's in the New Yorker, mm-hmm. I uh-huh. it on my uh, way which here. is worth reading. And at one point, Shyamalan says that he thinks you could take his ending. You know, I don't think they spoil the ending of the oh, sure. story, but like. You could take his ending as darker. And I know what he means. Because, like, his ending essentially confirms, yes, Mm -hmm. there is some sort of unknowable force, and he is appeased by human sacrifice. That sucks. Right, that does suck. No, I agree, it's dark as hell. Right, it's dark, but then, of course, there is also this sort of, like, weird Shyamalani side where he's like, but humans are kind of magic, and love is kind of transcendent, and that Mm -hmm. is some sort of, like, force that, like, balances that. I, I Which knew, is so wild. Yeah. It's wild stuff.
3: Uh, I know you're sort of recently, uh, you know, you're you're viewing films differently, as many people do I when mean, they become a parent. I found this film so hard to watch. Right? But yes. but uh, new films hit you differently, rewatching old films hit
4: you differently. Although I weirdly that. knew the kid was not at risk. There's sure. just kind of that thing in your you're like, there's no way. But, there's but no I, way I
0: love could how flat like whenever something bad's about to happen, they're like, they're get like out of the room.
2: go away. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Cover your ears. Let's also say. Good kid, Shaman's yeah. always good he's, with kids. He's good with kids. Yeah. Uh, outside yeah. of Avatar: The Last Air Brother. we um, yeah. don't talk about that. But your review is your your review for the Elank, which is very good. Was mostly about him making these movies. He seems to be very hung up, night no, on how do you bring children into a world? How do you keep them safe? Right? Is he's, this a, in a world moral that feels act? So hostile
4: and like out of right. control. Old is so much about yeah. that, absolutely. Obviously. He talks about that in the profile. I don't know. Have you read it? Uh, yes, I have. yes. Yeah. these are my fears. I got married when I was 22. I have three girls. We're incredibly f- close. My yeah. parents are nearby. My sister is nearby. Our family is incredibly tight. Like, it's clearly, like you know, like, that's what he... You but know. I, all I'm saying is,
3: I think it's interesting that he got married young. Sure. He had kids young. Right. His daughters are, like, young adults now. They are, like, in their 20s. Oh, I I'm think sure. the youngest yeah, yeah. is in her late teens. Like, he's he's grappling with stuff not as a new parent, but as someone who's... Rapidly becoming an empty nester, yeah, that feel like new parent concerns that is interesting to me. Mm. And I even think so much of Glass ends up being so much still about Elijah's mother. It does that stuff, so interesting in that movie. Yeah,
4: that movie I should rewatch that
3: movie. Um, and I liked it, it's a glasser piece. Mm. Uh, The Visit is obviously a weird movie about parenting, yeah, you You
0: know know what
4: else The Visit is. Bugnuts, insane.
0: <laughs> Bugnuts, did you? I think Remember Adam Newman said it was his best movie. Did he? In that profile, it was either him or uh, in uh, Bill Gates' thing. It's a in dang L- Mag- well, No, 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 no. The, says this is the, the best village.
2: since the Village. Sure. I think
4: Old is his best movie since the Village. I think the Village I, is his I best movie. I,
0: I put
3: Old
4: top three. I, uh, I Old is I forget just, how we ranked. I awesome. have it fourth. Yeah, uh, because I do have Unbreakable and Six Sense over Six Sense is just so right. Magic. See, I put yeah. Village below. Right. You don't live the village. As I do much unbreakable as I do. six Sense, old village. Village probably. is another movie that just feels so related to this though. So I think yeah. I and I think that's where Bilge is coming from. Because it's also a movie about like that's a movie about a people who are like, I cannot deal yeah. with contemporary society. It is too depressing. Yeah. Let's live in a village. Yes. And you know, like, you know, the the consequences yeah. of that you know are what the movie's about but it was co- came out after 9-11 yeah. and it just so so profoundly is like a post 9-11 movie
3: yeah it's just funny to me that the the, the 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 parental fears feel more front and center now in his career sure, at a point like when they were, and he's also talked so much about the era where he felt like he lost his way a little bit as a director he was like the more i became a dad and i had young daughters and i was surrounded by kids the less i wanted to make aggressively scary movies. Sure, and like he this has that middle period
4: where he's like making stuff like The Last Airbender or Lady in the Water. After Earth right After, yeah you
3: know, it, it, you know even happening feeling a little
4: hollow despite it being like oh he's going to go movie R feels now. like a better happening to me as well i like, agree it's, with that like that like there's sort of like the, the earth is turning hostile to us in ways we can't understand the, but
3: this is also my problem with the right. news broadcast is the news broadcast feels so happening to me yeah. that it's just like I, that skews i want
4: to be clear. I, I don't want to kind of agree with you. the that. news broadcast yeah. make your teeth hurt a little bit they could be a little better made it. Yes. You have right. You have well, to have them in some you form. You need some recognition but for the outside just, right. But maybe you just... But I mean, look. Yeah. It's M. Night Shyam. It's M. Night. There's the whole thing with him. His movies are so sincere. The dialogue yeah. is so sincere. It's true in this movie. Yes. And if it goes wrong, it's a disaster. If, if a Mark Wahlberg, God bless him, is mm-hmm. handed that dialogue, it just comes out i to have to make a tough decision to here today. It comes out in this way, in this way Someone's that's just like, to die. you're like, no one has ever spoken this way. Yeah. I'm a
0: defender of the happening. Okay. Because I think some of because the because you s-
4: side with the trees, yeah.
0: Uh, I think some of the set pieces in that movie are extraordinary. There are some, there are Some chilling the opening moments in,
4: in the happening. There's yes. no question.
0: Uh, I don't think there are any set pieces in Knock at the Cabin. No, there's not. It's and totally that different thing. Is, I was hungry. <sighs> mm. Old felt like a Should've visual feast album, for me. Yeah, old. You summer. know, he was uh, doing a lot of fun stuff.
4: Yeah, the the, the 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 lady going all broken bones. He's got a lot the- of
0: interesting wonders. I think Knock the, the, at the Cabin started interesting. Like, yeah. I love the opening scene.
4: Yeah. The,
0: how the camera, we just get... The insane close up. We get, we get closer and closer on David Bautista. Yeah. And I think her name's Kristen Chu. Uh,
4: her name is Kristen Quee. I don't know how you pronounce it to UI I don't know. Yeah. And 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 the know. angle the yeah.
0: the canted angle. every time I mean, they
4: cut back and forth between that stuff them, it's is getting...
0: that stuff was incredible. Uh, the Rupert Grint putting the cameras
4: on Grint when he's yeah, getting beaten up. Yeah, that was up. cool. Yeah. And
0: then it just kind of What sp- about
4: the the whoosh, when the camera like like As he's swinging back?
3: Degrees?
0: I thought yeah, that was cool. But yeah. uh, that's kind, of, only, a, that's an kind upgrade of it. that's kind of a
4: mode. Is that yeah. what that movie called? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: But that doesn't give me any more of those moments. Uh, well, it's Marie, got a lot of
3: those close-ups throughout the film. Do you do you want do you want to talk a little tea of what we were talking about yesterday? Because right. you made some interesting revelations.
0: So there are two credited uh cinematographers on this film. Yep. And um I think Knight is publicly saying that uh it was a scheduling conflict sure. situation, and uh, my secret source has told me that it is not. Right. It was
3: it was a creative differences, yes. a, a fairly contentious split.
0: Yes.
4: Yeah. Is it Jaron Blash who got fired? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so Jaron Blashki, I believe is his name, mm-hmm. is Robert Eckers' cinematographer. Correct. He shot all his movies. Yes. And then the other guy credited is a guy who works on servant. Correct.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But the thing Marie was saying yesterday is that uh, it also sounds like perhaps this movie was shot in chronological order because
0: this is a film that would be easy enough to shoot. And he 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 likes to do that. Yeah. The cabin sequences were mostly shot in chronological order. Sure. Well, sure. Then there's the flashbacks and stuff. But but. uh, it definitely felt like the movie lost some juice.
3: The most interesting stuff cinematically is all happening in the first 20 or 30 minutes of the movie. Sure,
0: I can see that. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, And I don't know. I mean... I don't know if what we're seeing on the screen is like a choice, or it is the product of a difficult produ- production that the movie feels that way. But
3: yeah, can we can we do some some Batista digging?
0: Yeah, I love how his glasses fit on his. Anytime Good he wears glasses. glasses in a movie, I which I, is often. Yeah, I know, he's but,
4: usually wearing glasses of some sort, and yeah. they always work.
0: They always work. They felt so tight around his head. His little shirt.
1: His top of his head. It looks oh, like you yeah, can see, see his, his brain. His brain. Yes. It looks love, like the wrinkles of the brain.
0: I oh. love when guys have hmm. that. There's yeah. a guy I used to work with named Datu who had, like, brain wrinkles. And I would just, when I would zone out at work, I'd just stare at the back of his head. Everything about him is just so
4: <laughs> physically he is, compelling. Yes, he is a visually compelling figure yes. before he even starts talking. Yeah. Yes. But then his, you know, his, his way of delivering dialogue is also just incredibly compelling. Yes. I I mentioned this in my review. You know, he played a very sincere character in the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. He's playing a similarly sincere character here in a Mm -hmm. wildly different style. Yes. He's very good at sincerity. Yes. Which is good for Shyamalan. Yes. Like, and... He's, like, a very emotionally open actor. And, and Shyamalan has a tendency to often go,
3: who is the biggest star right now?
4: like uh, you That know. I can get. Or who's, right. like, a very interesting, fairly new-on-the-scene but, guy. But also, yeah. I mean,
3: he made movies with Willis, Gibson, uh, Will Smith, mm-hmm. uh, all at their
4: career piece. Those guys Wahlberg, were huge. You know, sure. like, big Wahlberg, A-list men. To an extent. Is, is Wahlberg, is that post-Departed uh, when The Happening comes out? right after? Oh, I want to say yeah, it's the immediate
3: follow-up yeah. to the novel. Well, it's, it's it's two years. Two years after. Sure. Right. But maybe the first movie he signs up for after that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but Batiste is kind of an outside-the-box leading man for him.
4: In some ways. I, I mean, I think more recently it's more... Because it's like McAvoy... Sure. Gail Garbusier, Bernal, and Vicky King. That Kreef, movie's like, so ensemble though, too. But I'm saying yeah. like, he's yes. more picking, you yes. know, interesting well-liked, critically. He's also, look, he's so fancy. Cheaper, he doesn't want to pay people with big quotes. Cheaper actors, yeah. but like, Good not actors. cheap in like a bad way. No, no, like, no. The thing with Batista, he, he, I interviewed Ryan Johnson. Yes. Where's my applause? Yeah. Thank you. No, I and, and has your
3: check arrived in the mail yet? <laughs> <laughs> he, just, he just handed it to
4: me. Sure. He just gave it to yeah. me. No, so I interviewed
3: thank you Ryan for saying Johnson. all the nice things about a movie you couldn't possibly like.
4: <laughs> uh about Glass Onion, sure. and one of the questions I asked was like, well, first I asked like, are you writing for actors? And he's like, I don't do that because you're going to disappoint yourself. Uh-huh. Right? You know, like, if you write with an actor yeah. of mine, then you can't get him. It's going to ruin it. And then I said like, who did you cast who you didn't expect or whatever? Mm-hmm. And he said Bautista. Yeah. because but who he,
0: else would have played He wrote that, that
4: part entirely differently. That part oh. was supposed That's to be right. a skinny, men's rights Basically, Basically,
3: he uh. should have been Jordan Peterson. And, right. and as I've heard him basically say like, the idea of the guy being that physically dominant went against my entire initial conception right. that of the character being kind
4: of a wimp. And he said that his casting person, yeah. I forget her name, was the one who suggested Bautista. And then he was just like, Paul Thomas Anderson is someone is going to use that guy yeah. and make everyone else look like an idiot. He's yeah. like the most interesting actor yes. around right Yes." Now. And I was like, I said, like, he's the best wrestler to actor ever. And yeah. it's, not like, right, yeah. right. It, it's not even
3: a comparison. Right, right. It's not. And look, there are other uh, acting wrestlers I like a lot. Yeah. But Batista, both in how he is structuring his career, who he's working with, and how he's range. testing himself. Yeah. And it feels like he's finding some internal
0: I mean, conflict how many
3: in all of his castings. Could do stupor.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is, here's the thing I
4: find really interesting. That's rare, rare.
0: Wait, so his name is Stu and he drives an Uber?
4: Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> You'll never finance this film. David's
3: best uh, review headline of all time. What was that? I give Stuber five stars, parentheses out of ten.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that seems generous.
3: Yeah. It's a five. It's, a, it's all it's right. It's a five. Hey, look.
0: I haven't seen it.
3: We didn't know how lucky we were getting three studio comedies <laughs> a year in theaters just four short years ago. Stuber, apparently, the last golden age. Uh, this is what I was going to say. Guardians of the Galaxy, obviously his big breakout, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That role ends up being more of a comedic role. I, he's, you know, A thing I love about the guy is he does not mince words. He speaks very openly and honestly yeah. in every yeah. single Sometimes, interview.
4: in a way where you're like, Dave. Dave, watch <laughs> your
3: career a little bit. But I, I have to love how much this guy is not playing any optics game, yeah. right? He's not, he's not trying to get his Q score higher, or play nice with the studios or whatever. And he's basically like, Drax is a pretty tragic character on the page. I was cast drawn to that. Right. The more I showed myself being good at the comedy, the more everyone started leaning into the comedy, and it now feels like the character has mostly become a comedic character. And that's a little sad to me. I feel like there were a lot of dramatic sides of this guy I never got to play, right? Yeah. Everyone's like, well, fuck, this guy just proved himself. What's he gonna do now with his career? He doesn't really go and do a bunch of action movies. He weirdly does, like, a couple direct-to-video, like, Kickboxer 3 yeah, and Escape Plan 2, sure. right?
4: Kickboxer Vengeance. But
3: he doesn't immediately go and get his own Europa Corp movie. He doesn't do his own Screen Gems January revenge thriller or whatever, right? Then he's like, okay, I could do a couple comedies. He does My Spy and Stuber. Both of them, you're like, this guy should be—there should be a better— playing against type comedy for Batista than what we're giving him. He's pretty good in Hotel Artemis. He's very good in that, but this is the thing. Off to the side, he's like, here's my supporting character actor career. Right, What are interesting scripts? What are parts that play against my type? Who are directors I want to work with? Blade Runner. Right.
4: That. Um, Stuber, obviously. At a time when,
3: obviously, The Rock and John Cena are so algorithmic right. in the moves of, you need one of these for your
4: portfolio, and one of these, and one of those, and whatever. And you have to win every fight, and you better always be yeah. the hero, and you better be so macho. He
1: also, even though he is huge, yeah, I don't know why, he just doesn't, he doesn't have that problem of like, well, this is the largest man in the world. Like, w- like you're not real. You're not a real person.
3: Marie was talking about his use of glasses in different movies, right? Yeah. And he's a really good glasses actor. He's got his tiny little glasses in yeah. Blade Runner, right? right. In uh, Army of the Dead, a movie he is really, really good in. And a movie you that. wish was kind of at his level. Sure. He, he's pl- that's his most conventional, like, action movie badass role, right? And he is as soft-spoken in that movie as he is in this and he does the entire film wearing glasses with like an old person chain around them mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. his neck so they stay on his head and everything right yeah he, and
0: he doesn't take up space no like it's he's so compact like the way that he holds his body the way that like he he's moves emb- is yeah. so embarrassed to be, small he,
3: he right. doesn't want yeah. to be taking up people's space but i it was maybe our our friend uh I don't, Mike Ryan maybe did this interview with him.
4: Mike Ryan um, definitely did an interview He
3: did a new him, yeah. one, but I, I'm trying to remember around when Army of the Dead came out and they asked about the glasses thing and what unconventional choice that was for the lead in action movie. And he basically said, like, I look like a silverback gorilla. Like, I just have insane proportions and I know how extreme I look on screen and I'm covered in tattoos and I have this really deep voice and I think a lot of other guys like me are constantly doing the math on how to look tougher on screen. And I think it's so much more interesting to find things I can do visually that cut me down to size. Right. That play against it. Like, I want to find ways to normalize myself. And he said when he met with Shyamalan, this was in the Mike Ryan uh, interview, he met with Shyamalan right after he finished filming Guardians this, 3.
4: This is in the micro, yeah. It's yeah. really interesting where and he's he, like, I'm going to be huge. Drax is like, he's like, that's I'm the biggest Drax I ever mode. get.
3: Right, and he comes yeah. in in Drax mode. and He's like, I'm sorry I'm so big. I can cut it down. And Shyamalan said, can you get bigger? Right. And he said like, it's easy for me to get bigger.
4: Yeah, I just eat a lot of food
3: and like lift a lot of Are weight. you sure you want this? And he's like, I want to push you to even more extremes. I want you to go quieter in performance than you've ever been. I want you to be the biggest you've ever been on screen.
1: Wow. Well, he looks big. Yeah, but he's then yeah he's got his nice little button up tucked in. Yeah, he looks like a he looks like a nice parole officer.
0: He does, or a nice school teacher. Yeah, he. Lo- I mean, like you he buy him as a school yes. teacher, even though he like are second grade teachers allowed to have tattoos, like yeah, a lot of visible ones on the place. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. You know his
3: thing where people ask him like how many tattoos he has, and he's like three. And they're like, what? And
4: he's like, because they're like all connected.
2: Right. Like, Basically, there's like left, right, two. back. Yeah.
4: I remember walking out of Guardians mm-hmm. and kind of being like, low-key, the best one was Batista. I remember Batista. you saying yeah. That, yeah, I said to that to me. you, You will not believe this, but Dave Batista's the best Because everyone life. was so excited about pretty much everyone in that movie yeah. but him because yeah. he was just sort of like the... Oh, it's a wrestler. But he was announced. I alien. think it was Fine. everyone
3: saying like, "Oh, really?" They couldn't get Momoa.
4: Like, yeah, was right. this they couldn't get someone of, a little cooler than yeah. that. Yeah. And then I walked out, and I was like, "He's very funny. He has like like twelve good lines. Like, it's not yeah. just like a couple jokes. Like, he's kind of hits hits a layup or hits a three pointer like every ten minutes in that movie. Yeah, right. He also you know.
3: just the whole press tour for this movie keeps on saying these things that are so endearing about like that Lee Pace quote." That when he went to audition for Guardians mm-hmm. and the casting director told him they had just cast Lee Pace as the villain. Right. And she went, do you know Lee? And he said, no. And he went, that guy's incredible. He can do anything. And he was like, in that moment, I crystallized. That's the career I want. I want to be I want people to say that, that about me. Yeah. I want and I feel like I, I play so specifically on screen, but I would like to prove myself to a point where people say, Dave Batista, he can do anything. I
4: think Lee Pace is really good in... Guardians of the Galaxy. It's just cool face. that he did that. No, I love that too. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I, you know, recently he was quoted as saying that he wants to be cast in romantic comedies and but no one's... but no, is he not cute enough?
2: Right. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, they don't really make rom coms. No. But, you know, like, there's well, a
4: couple coming out this year. There's always the hope for the kind of well, like. Well, who
0: would you cast opposite Batista? I also feel
4: like, uh, like Holly Hunter. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Stuber, he does not have a love interest. Stuber, he's like a single father. Yeah, and his partner it's is dead. kind of the rock vibes of like that's he's, often how he gets cast, right? right? Yeah. And then my spy yeah, I, I, with with the of course he is like in his what late forties?
0: No, he's like fifty. Fifty four, you know. Yeah. So like,
4: there's a little bit of like he can't he can't be playing someone who's like, well, I'm I'm just young and single and hitting no, the bars. No, no, no. Like no, he has to have some He's very backstory. protective of his right. daughter in that movie, yes. and he's
3: mourning the death of his female partner. Uh, My Spy, I uh, admit, I could not make it through.
4: I don't know if they give him perfunctory love I'm interest. Not gonna, I'm not going to fire up My Spy. I'm going to be honest with you, Dave. Don't hit me. I'm not going to do it. I don't want to do it. Don't make me watch My Spy. The most watched
3: film in the history of Amazon or some shit? <laughs> sure. Anyway. I don't know. It, it does <sighs> I, feel like he doesn't get love interest, and Drax is, is haunted by his dead wife and children. Yes. So, sure, give
4: him a love interest. Yeah. yeah.
0: Reese Witherspoon. Oh. She's so, so st- small. I like want the Four Christmases boop boop boop
3: boop poster where she's standing
0: yeah. on top
4: of... <laughs> right. She uses him as some sort of like... often yeah. and soft and... Yeah. You know, Holly yeah. think- Hunter.
0: Yeah. Holly <laughs> Hunter. She's also short.
4: Spark plug. I do think Groff is great. And as I have quite enjoyed Groff's career... You're a fan of Groff. Yeah. Um, I'm a fan of Groff or you're all fans of I feel I'm like you're particularly big of- a I'm a big fan of, of Groff. Yeah. I like Groff. Yeah. I thought he killed it in Matrix and in this. I like it, Groff. <laughs> oh boy! You sure? Yeah, he was good
1: in. Um, I saw him on Broadway
0: in Hamilton, Spring Awakening.
1: No, in um, Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, yeah,
0: playing the Griffin Newman part.
1: Too
3: playing hunky. The Griffin. Newman Too hunky. Word. I waited um, for Gideon Glick. Excite- I said, <laughs> "Call me when your Seymour is
4: under six feet." Yeah, Glick. Glick. Fun. Glick was good. Theater camp, you know, that's coming out. Did you guys watch the
0: uh, Spring Awakening, those we've known thing? I just watched
4: the relevant clips. (laughs) Did
0: did. you watch the footage of Jonathan Groff's Amish Country Sleepover where they bust the entire cast in school buses to spend a night on Jonathan Groff's family farm in Lancaster, Pennsylvania? Yeah. So fun. Sounds
4: like a good time. He's just. Such a perfect for Shyamalan's thing mm-hmm. because there's stuff in this movie that would fall very very flat in the wrong hands. No, you're think, right. You, you know, need earnest, the kind of, the wet super eyes super earnestness. Yes. Right. Yes, and he is good at that without you just sort of feeling whatever like you're watching a episode of. G- he, G-
3: he's uh, he's one of those. guys. Look, and it's something like the Matrix. It's fun to watch him rip into and relish playing the opposite, and certainly Hamilton's the same thing. But Groff is unusually good in a way that few people are at playing uncomplicated people. You know? And there there are some inner complications to this guy, but Groff is the rare actor who can sell, like, oh, this is just a good
4: person if he needs to. Right. right, Which is sort of crucial to this movie as well, obviously, because, like, there's only so much time for that kind of yeah. stuff. You do have to kind of quickly be like, I get this guy. I get that guy. You know, like, I get everyone. When they do the flashback to the meeting with the
3: parents, is it Aldridge's parents or... or it's, Aldridge's it's Aldridge's parents. parents. Okay. That's, that's, right. that's the thing. Right. He's
0: contributing to his world view. Yes. With you. Yes.
3: Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. Y- you have this brief scene where they kind of don't even know how to make small talk right. meeting they've his boyfriend like, for the first time. They've essentially driven for hours to come and sit with them quietly. It's, it's the good means. line of right. they drove seven hours to talk for 45
4: minutes. And then yeah.
0: you also see, I think, the phone rings and then Groff's like, that's my parents right. calling it's, to see how it it's went. It's
4: like yes. mom who's clearly, like, more, you right. know, engaged with the family. Look, this
3: is the fucking, like, it's pretty impressive economical screenwriting from Sean Malone good movie people can i I, you know shit on him for all the reasons of taste and tone they want but a thing that bugs me is when people go like and how does this guy still not know how to write a screenplay and i'm like structurally the guy's really fucking strong and he knows how to convey information really quickly and effectively
4: much like how people made fun of that um Top Gun screenplay nomination and other people justly were sort of like, this is a nomination for like structure and economic storytelling. Like it's not like... script is rock solid. It's an incredible script. And even though it's written by like eight people or whatever, like, you know, and it's like, you know, cheesy lines. Sure. Okay. Good job. You spotted a cheesy line. Right. Who gives a shit? Maverick said, not today, you know, asshole. Yeah. You know what?
3: I walked up to the box office and I spent $17 and I said, one ticket to Top Gun Maverick, please. I would be
0: disappointed if he didn't say shit like
3: that. What are you complaining about? I don't it's know. It's a movie about Maverick.
0: Do you think there's a line, like a line of uh, action in the, di- in the script that's like Maverick throws the rule book in the trash? <laughs> yes. <laughs> rule book is thrown in the yeah. trash. <laughs> Uh, so sick. Uh, yeah, I, I, you've said this before,
4: David. It would be funny if he sat down with the rule book and he's like, okay, so uh, rule one, of course, is don't fly, fly your plane too fast. And rule two is always listen to instructions. Yeah. Rule three, throw the rule book in the
2: trash. <laughs> oh, shit!
4: <laughs> Everyone's
2: <laughs> furiously three, scratching rule out Rule three the first is
4: no, they, no, ignore those last two rules. Get <laughs> all the other rules! Trash! <laughs>
3: Uh, David, you, you've you made this defense before in the past uh, okay. when Shyamalan's getting attacked. i sure when Shyamalan's on trial and I rise to my feet, yes. But I feel like the comparison point I've heard you make before is like, no one criticizes Yorgos Lanthimos for his dialogue being as stilted and heightened and a stylized. Right. Old Yorgi. Yeah. And and you're like, the difference is that people think they're smarter than Shyamalan and he is trying and failing to write realistic conversational dialogue yeah. rather than accepting that the
4: man has chosen yeah. the thing he wants to do. Yeah, we can't all be Ed Burns. No, I mean look. <laughs> snappy New York repartee.
3: At any moment in time.
4: <laughs> oh, God, I'm so neurotic. i are we I pu- covering Ed Burns? I put my ears ears up it. to the we sidewalk of like New York. films.
2: <laughs> yeah, with the...
0: Podcasts the of the sidewalk, New- And I
4: just hear Ed Burns.
0: I recently, Podcasts of New York. The Low Brothers Bunch. McPodcast. Oh,
4: uh, The Brothers of McPodcast. The uh, Brothers McPodcast. Look, I That's recently... When we do the Sunday. I have bracket. gone dad mode. <laughs> uh-huh. And I don't mean that I... Now you like advocate. all Ed Burns movies. Uh, no, I I recently rewatched Saving Prev Orion, and I'm currently watching Band of Brothers. Oh, yeah, you've been watching
2: Warship.
0: I watched Band of Brothers last year. Incredible experience.
4: And I'm reading a lot of Wikipedia articles about battles. (laughs) Like, Dad, my wife will keep being like, what are you reading? And I'm like, I'm reading about... Battle of the Bulge. And she's, what, what is the matter with you? That you've been reading uh, over the last couple of
3: years you've read a lot of books about presidents. I have read a lot That's of books about presidents. That's the most dad shit I've ever heard. My
4: boys. Who's, who's your number one? LBJ. Me too. Yeah, I mean, I read all the carolers. Have Jumba? you been
0: to the library in Austin?
4: No, I would love to go. They've got Let's an go.
0: Animatronic LBJ there.
4: Uh-oh. Does it's... he bully you? <laughs> Does he <laughs> take his dick out? <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, no, there is like a standout like cardboard cutout of him like leaning Doing over the, because, the, so you, yes, you know, to take a picture of yourself treatment. with... Mm-hmm getting the Johnson treatment.
4: Fine. I can talk about going dad mode. Although now I can't remember why I was talking about doing... Uh, well, to, uh,
2: Ed Burns. Ed, Ed Burns. Burns. Oh,
0: right.
4: And I rewatched Saving Private Ryan and I was like, it's a real insult that the one who lives is fucking Ed Burns. You know what's crazy? I rewatched Saving you know, Private Diesel Ryan. Diesel dies. Goldberg. That guy's fun. Tom Hanks heard of him. That's like war is hell. They're like, not only yeah. is war really bad,
3: Ed Burns lives. You watch your best friends die in your arms and Ed Burns <laughs> lives to make like, 16 more movies.
0: Knock at the and cabin. Like a, a TNT Life isn't series. Fair.
3: Yeah. Life isn't fair. Life isn't fair. Bad you know
0: what, things happen. You know what's crazy? The deck Obviously, gets like, stacked against you.
3: Great movies, the great masterpiece is part of the fun is every time you watch them, there's somehow something new that reveals yourself. It reveals themselves to you in, mm-hmm. in the film, you know? Yeah. I I rewatched Saving Private Ryan as well, David. Mm-hmm. I had never picked up on before. Ed Burns character is from Brooklyn. What? What? Are I'm you wait? Are joking, you joking? Of course. Sure? I did not rewatch Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I it's not, That's I a it's not a. That's not a rewatch. I'm oh, no I've Bill Simmons, so but that's not a rewatch. Yeah, yeah, he's from Brooklyn. Me.
1: Is it Brooklyn, New York? Brooklyn, New, Brooklyn, New York. Yeah, okay. I feel like he writes it somewhere on his
2: clothes, maybe. Mm.
1: Really? Because I was watching a forecast. I didn't see it. Do we confirm it's New York though? Because there's other Brooklyn.
4: Yes. <laughs> I'm from Brooklyn in the Netherlands.
1: <laughs>
2: Brooklyn matches. Brooklyn. Yeah.
4: Uh, Brooklyn. I
0: just want to give a shout out to the one actress we haven't really talked about. Um, Abby Quinn. Abby Quinn, who plays Adrian.
4: I so I don't know her. I I, I mean she's in. She's Little a landline. Women. She's in. I'm thinking of anything. She's, she's in sh- landline. She's in a so a I've seen her in with things.
0: Dylan Jalula. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Close friend. Uh, uh, not really. <laughs> we worked together once. She's well, nice. Dylan's great. Uh, yeah, we love you, cool. Dylan. She's probably not listening. I'm not I'm... listening. But uh, I thought she was great. Uh, she's she's got, really good. She's, she's much... got a great face. Well, yeah. I
4: think you really cast really well with all four of the people. Mm-hmm. Where you very quickly are like, this person seems like not, like like like, they believe what they're saying. Yes. And also like someone who might be a bit of an odd loner in their life. Well, Mm -hmm. he's also
3: sort of doing the Demi thing. It's so many real
4: extended close-up,
3: your face filling the frame, near monologue, and they're basically staring straight down the barrel, and you as the audience member are going, can I take this person at face value or not? Do I believe what they're saying? I'm looking into their soul. Do I believe what they're saying? I almost once again feel like it is a hindrance to the movie that all four of the performances are this good where I just, from basically their entrance into the house, feel
4: convinced by them. I, I see. I just, I don't know. I think that's a strength. I think this is just where we disagree. But they're all, they're all for, they're very for I mean, good. I know you don't like Grant.
3: Yeah, I don't or like Grant. Yeah, I don't like,
4: I don't like Grant. Expelliarmus! Mm. Wow! Maybe no, you would just drop anything you were holding. Oh right, that's all Which that is one is. The one it's that, disarming. Is that's Crucio just knocking your books down in the hall. Well, well, usually, it's to disarm it's your disarm wand. The, web, the wand. face. Stupefy.
0: <laughs> Does Crucio, happen. Is that the one that turns you like it? Crucio fucks up tortures your you. Limbs. Yeah, that one's pretty cool. What's that's the one
4: a, you can't do? That one, it's unforgivable.
3: What's the one where you like break someone's brain to the extent that they're willing to destroy their entire reputation online
4: over like petty tweets? <laughs> um, uh, let me check. Uh, that one is. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to even do the joke. Um,
0: yeah,
4: yeah. Um, she sucks. Yeah, she's bad. Um,
0: yeah. So uh, the
4: cabin seems nice.
0: Yeah, I I would. I
4: would want phone signal, personally. Yeah,
0: I I also. also, But they
1: cut the the cord. I mean, like basically before they they show up, it's a nice looking Airbnb cabin. Yeah, there's one downside Big to it
3: b- though, cases. which is four people show up and tell you that you're gonna have yeah. to make a terrible, terrible choice. I
0: feel like it's been a tough couple of uh months at the movies for Airbnbs. Airbnb? Yes. yes. We got Barbarian, yeah. we got Knock at the Cabin, we got David's Toronto Airbnb oh, story. The most, the most heroin most Airbnb story yeah. of
4: yeah. yeah. <laughs> After that episode. Um it just no, it'd be funny if the cabin was bad. Yeah. And then cause then like Ben Aldridge could say like First, the, you know, sheets were scratchy. Now this sure. is happening.
1: Yeah, at the end of the movie, the last line is, two stars. <laughs> two
4: stars. Water pressure bad. Also, you know, home and beer. The cabin industry must
3: be so excited that the new evil dead's in an apartment building. They're like,
4: finally, yeah. a Right.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone else gonna shoulder The PR is like, we can take a vacation. We can take, it's we fine. can finally... So, Sales are
2: gonna bounce.
0: My my last episode was the Avatar episode. Sure. They talked about Legos. Yes. Because my therapist's office is famously next to the... Yes, Lego store. Um, so I went in yesterday, mm-hmm. and I was like, "This is so stupid! Like they're not going to be knock at the cabin Legos." But guess what?
4: They have a cabin.
0: They have a cabin mm. set.
4: Mm. They don't. Have, there's no one knocking, right? No, you don't know. No. I mean, the stuff.
0: whole thing of Lego is you. I guess you could buy a You're Guardians using your imagination. Set, you could put dragons. Yeah, put draft draft you could buy a Harry Potter set. Yeah. Right? You can we start can. So stuff together. this. Stay tuned. Maybe Stay there's a TV. Hamilton set. You could get Groff.
4: There isn't. Yeah,
3: I think. Well, yeah, I'm trying to think I of think Groff. I think
0: Groff is just a, a, on, a classic, like, yellow. You could
3: get a Sven. You could get a, a Sven from Frozen. Oh, you're right. There you go. Okay. So now
4: we're, we're only three cast members away, maybe? Sven is the the, the good boy of the reindeer. Is that yeah. who he plays? Yeah. Right. And that's why everyone was mad that you didn't sing in the first Frozen. Yes. He, he sings a, looks like he's a good singer. Five seconds. Yeah. Sure, he sings reindeers are better than people. That's yeah, it. Yeah. But then in the second one, he had that Lost in the Woods song. Yeah. And it was pretty good. It was okay. <laughs> Frozen 2. rewatch that one. Still, still weird. Weird. <laughs> still a movie that takes a lot of right turns all yeah. out of nowhere.
2: Yeah,
4: I went to see it with
3: Romney and she just turned to me halfway through and she went, Is this bad? But it was one of those you like, where you, yeah, buddy. you have to ask it as a question. You're like, Am I like missing something here? Or is this movie not
4: good? Oh, boy. Uh, Is there anything else you want to talk about with Knock at the Cabin?
0: Do you guys have air fryers?
4: No. I do. I just don't don't have the counter space. I do. Why are we bringing this up?
0: Because M. Night plays an air fryer. Oh, sure.
4: Of course. That chicken does look good. Yeah, I'm pro the the night cameo in this one. Yeah, it's fine. It would only heighten my believability of like, the world might be ending. Isn't that M. my show? Yeah. (laughs) You want proof? Watch this. (laughs) Can you believe they let this man on television twelve hours a day? Um, I'm very interested by what he does next because I do feel like he's consistently surprising right now. Yes. Like he's he's uh, like that. He's working quick. Yeah. I was gonna say it doesn't feel like he's overthinking it.
3: Is is just following whims of what excites him. Nothing hinted at next,
4: right? Not that I know of. Yeah, um, he had a two picture deal of this is which part this two of ends. Him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But but I'm. Assuming Universal's gonna re-up. You know, this movie's tracking to open around 15 to 20, like... And it what? costs 20? So, yeah.
0: do we? what do we think comes out on top this weekend? That's knock or 80 for Brady?
4: Okay, so I think Knock will. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Griffin?
3: I mean, I guess people this is are our wondering of the now... Team. Is eighty for Brady about to overperform? Right. right? Is there
4: going to be some secret, you know, eighty something Brady fan? I'm you right. am planning on going. Yeah. Are you?
0: Yeah. Mm. I'm making my fiance go because I need context.
4: Well, double
3: humble brag. Sure.
2: Yeah,
0: I know. <laughs>
3: for, <laughs> the, for the Super Bowl, you're saying?
0: Well, no, I no just for like, his life. For, yeah, for just yeah. football in general.
4: Okay, and this is like, a good answer. I, I, Amy yeah, for yeah. Brady is one of those movies where not just the poster, but any promotional image of it, I'm like, is this Photoshop? Yes. Like, it just sort of looks fake it to looks... have Lily, Lily Tomlin and wearing a like, uh,
0: Pat's jersey. My,
3: uh, third-party Photoshop replacement app on a phone.
0: Like, doesn't this look yeah.
3: fake? Yes, yes.
0: Nah, that looks real to but me. But it's also, it's it looks... It looks like... That is some real-ass hair on Jane Fonda. It looks like the
3: poster was done on a phone
4: app...
0: Yeah.
3: Over
4: 3G.
0: Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. Uh, 3G that was in and out. Yeah. Some of it was two. Right.
0: What would you call this like micro genre of this movie? sort of
4: book club genre? Yeah. Where it's like, let's take a bunch of Oscar nominees. At the book club two trailer I saw Oof. before auto. Uh, well, how's that looking? Incredible. Oh yeah? <laughs> what are they reading this time? <laughs> Candace getting buckets. Well, of course. Uh, what are the, what are does the, it open with Candace Bergen doing a 360 spin yes. and dunking it? Are they? Yeah, are, she does tomahawk they're, they're
0: going to Italy, right? Are yes. they reading like an Elena Ferrante novel? No, what
4: no are they, they, they read trash in that
3: book club. That's yeah. not like, too good for them. No, Marie, can you look it up? Yeah. You got your computer in book front of you. Book club
0: one was one of my best slash greatest movie going experiences ever. i had a great time. I saw it at also. the Americana yeah. in Glendale sure. on uh, a bunch of edibles. Sure. And I could not believe what I was watching.
4: I I can't wait for Beastie, too. I mean, that movie with the like YouTube karaoke backgrounds, like it's so funny.
0: The 80 for Brady, my
3: question is they did these sort of special preview screenings with a free glass of wine and a tumbler or whatever. Yeah. And those seem to do really well. And I think that's and people were obviously posting who went to them. And I think that's why people are like, oh, fuck, is this movie about to open a lot bigger than we thought? I I wonder if that took a lot of the excitement out of it. But yeah, I guess people are saying it's fun.
0: Also, fun fact, it's directed by the guy who made The Climb. Did you see the climb?
4: Yeah, good movie. Yeah. Good
0: movie that yeah. played at Cannes.
4: Yeah. I mean, okay. Okay, movie. But, you know, there was something there. I think it's pretty
0: good. Yeah. I know a lot of good people. But my friend, uh, Zach Cooperstein, DP of Barbarian, DPed the climb. Hmm. Yeah, it's a good looking movie. I, yeah,
3: I remember I that think movie it, being This a little is little cute. directed by the producer of the climb. No. No? It's, Are you sure about it's that?
0: It's one of the two guys. Okay. There were like two mics. Yeah. And one of them. Its name isn't Mike Chimino, but sure. it's also, it begins with a C. And
3: it's it's written by the women who r- originally wrote Booksmart, right? I hate
4: to tell you this Marie but Griffin is correct. <gasps> Thank it's you. directed no. by the producer of The Climb, Kyle Marvin.
0: No, Kyle Kyle's the guy in The Climb.
4: Okay. Well, I think and he also produced it, but yeah. he did not direct he's it. He's the he
0: did Michael direct it?
4: Well, They're I'm going like to find that out for you. Right Kyle now. is the one who directed Michael Angelo Covino is yeah, the guy who directed. Yeah. He's the
0: other it. guy who's right. in The Climb. So Kyle wrote it. Yeah. So, right. yeah, one yeah. of the
4: guys. Right. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. climb. What did they cheat on each other's wives or whatever? I don't know. I saw it. Yeah. Spoiler alert for that tiny mm. indie movie.
0: Mm. Don't they cheat on each other's wives. Mm. Something. One of them. There's some cheating. I, There's some cheating, but uh, yeah. Mm. Right.
3: I think it, Knock at the Cabin's going to open at number one. I think Edie for Brady will outgross it.
4: Maybe. Because the club will <laughs> average it out.
3: Yes. So the if it's gone we'll for legs. that. And I think. Uh, I think Knock of the Cabin is probably going to be
4: front-loaded as a lot of the uh, uh, recent Shyamalan's are. I think it's going to be something like Knock of the Cabin doing like 17 and a half, Mm -hmm. 80 for Brady doing like 13 and a half, Avatar 2 doing like 10, (coughs) uh, Man from Auto surprisingly beating them all with $400 million in its sixth It's finally ready. It's been simmering (laughs) for a while. That
3: movie is Bizarre.
4: Uh, yeah. It's a Forster, right? Yeah. Another Forster. He keeps notching him up. Yeah. The guy works.
3: He's one of those guys where every once in a while someone will start
4: a rat Thread being like,
3: the case for Mark Forster. No. And I'm like, the
4: opposite. No. Yeah. <laughs> He's like Ratner to me, where I'm like, yeah. he is the the, the the diametric opposite of what we're talking about. That is about. journeyman. He is, the, he is the ultimate journeyman. Following. Yes. Yes. Uh, Maybe there was a world where he could have been different, but he quickly picked the route of like, no, I'll just be like a reliable guy that gets called on to make these kinds of things.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. But then sometimes he gets called on to make the kind of thing that isn't
4: what you would assume
0: to hire him for. I didn't realize he was Swiss.
4: Yeah. I have been told Uh by some people Mm -hmm. that they think that's why he keeps getting big jobs in Hollywood is that he presents smarter than he seems because he's got this European accent. He has Ooh. that vibe to him. No offense to Mark Forster who has genuinely made movies that I like. He's made some fun He's also though. made movies that I don't like. Yeah. And that's the mark of a church. He does look smart
2: and yeah. in interviews like, he is
4: very well composed. He like has a scarf and stuff. Yeah. You know, kind of handsome. Yeah, he looks like an opera director or something. Right. You know, he looks like you'd say something and you would, you would not. Mm, yes, 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 mm. yes. yes. Mm. yes. Um, anyway, yeah, so. I don't know What else do we have
1: to say? My um, favorite weapon was the one with the chains And like obviously. a big heavy thing yeah. like I feel it. like you'd be
4: so into these weapons Yeah
1: Well, I like that they are like What if we took two weapons And right. taped Ax them together plus, plus mace There's something yeah. better than that They've invented weapons yeah. They're basically sporking weapons yeah. <laughs> Sporking do you know I mean? weapons.
0: In this good. movie yeah. Like, yeah
1: I really appreciated that I think,
3: but like this movie really bummed the three of us out Big time. We oh, walked it out bummed me out, too. Yeah. I was really upset e- yeah, by yeah, it. Even I just though think
0: the movie, I, I think, has it. a hopeful ending. It's sort of hopeful dark. Which but I, like, yeah.
3: there, are look, there are certainly lots of movies that bum me out that I walk out hooting and hollering about like how what? good it was. Like Armageddon Time, I remember texting you when I walked out and I was like, that movie is thoroughly depressing. What a masterpiece. It is fucking bleak yeah. in its world That worldview.
4: movie is depressing. Yeah. 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 Knock at the cabin is fucking
3: Disney But I felt pretty amped by how <laughs> yeah, good it yeah, was, despite yeah. the yeah. fact that it put me in a bad mood. I was like, the fucking craft of this thing, gray, sharpened blade, you know? Whereas this, I, 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 I don't know. I couldn't quite get my head around it. I like talking about it. Yeah. I do think it's interesting.
4: Very interesting. Uh, knock at the cabin. Uh, we're done talking about it. Yeah. It's over. Great, so did we did then. our box office prediction game. I don't know. Is there anything? Yeah. Uh, oh, where do you put it? Oh. That's a good call, actually. Hmm. Let me see where I put it. I put it low. Low? Yeah. Oh. Uh,
3: I, haven't, I, I didn't think to formally update my rank. Let me see if I have my Shyamalan list here.
4: Okay. Do you I'm put it below? Me. Okay, so I'm assuming your top five probably in some order has Unbreakable, The Sixth Sense, Old, Glass, and maybe The Village. Oh, my friend, let me tell you. I'm pulling it up. M. Night Shyamalan list. Where is this? M. Night list.
3: Okay. Uh, so this is 15. Okay, so I have everything here. My list as it stands right now. Yes. Knock unranked. Oh, boy. I got some weird ones in here. Okay. From top down. Unbreakable. Mm. Six cents. Mm. Old. Glass. The village. Lady in the water. Mm. The visit. Signs. Split. Wide awake happening after Earth, praying with anger, last airbender.
0: That's crazy. Yeah,
3: I'm a lunatic. I forgot my list was this wild.
0: It's insane. <laughs>
3: my inclination is that I would put this between split and wide
4: awake. I mean split and wide awake. Damn. I, yeah, I'd have this at like nine. I have it at five right now.
3: Okay, give me your list.
4: Village Unbreakable, six cents old. Knock. Village Unbreakable Six Cents Old. Okay. Knock. Wow, glass split visit signs. That's sort of the next tier. Mm-hmm. Then praying, which I kind of have in this sort of sentimental, like, look, man, sure, it's a bad movie, but you know, you were working with what you had. Uh huh. And then I have this sort of like, I'm not sure I can forgive, you know, I can really defend these entirely beyond being weird things mm-hmm. happening wide awake, lady, after Earth, last year. I believe bend. you're harder on wide awake than praying with anger. Yeah. Why? Why do awake annoys me. I hate that shit. I hate that fucking Fuck you, shit. Fuck you, David. David. Fuck you, Marie. works worked so hard worked on that movie. I worked so
2: hard why on that Robert
4: movie. not Robert Lozier? Ah, don't worry, buddy. It's not, a, it's okay.
3: David, the movie is called Wide Awake <laughs> and he can't stop being asleep. <laughs> I mean, I, it's, a, it's a
4: paradox I can't resolve. <laughs> he's
0: a tie tie
4: boy.
2: He's
0: falling asleep while brushing I, I, the teeth.
4: He's a sort hong sort
0: of, shu king. <laughs> I, mean,
4: I know he's asleep behind hong shu <laughs> king and that's great. Me, 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 me. <laughs> the movie's <go> my way. <laughs> but, uh, God, all that Robert Loja shit bugs me so much. I hate that shit. Mm, I'm sorry, right. M. Night Shyamalan, if you're listening. It's yeah. not the worst movie. It's Robert Loggia. He's dead. <laughs> if he's listening. <laughs> okay. Robert, if you're up there or down there, I don't <laughs> yeah. know. You seemed a little irascible at times. Yeah. Um, also,
1: M. knight, if you're listening, sorry about the turd stuff. Yeah.
4: Oh, also,
3: sorry, I forgot to rank Darkman. Darkman's my number six. Sure, I would probably slot Darkman
4: in around six on this one, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Five or six. Yeah. I just love old.
0: Yeah, yeah. old movie. is... Old as- Banger.
4: Yeah.
0: Did we review that on this show? Oh, we did. I have
4: no memory of that. We liked it, right? Yeah, we, we loved did. it. Yeah. And people have
3: been yelling at us for two years oh, thinking yeah, it's, a yeah. Yeah, it's a Yeah. Yeah, it's
0: a Also, also I,
3: I can now reveal it's a scion. Yeah.
4: I also And we
3: were paid hands. Yes.
4: Oh, 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 oh. But then the money turned to dust. It did, it
3: unfortunately. Money. <laughs> the money got old so
4: quickly. <laughs> or even better if it's like, it's like got like Queen Victoria.
0: On yeah, like, shit.
3: Yes. <laughs> they gave us like Aztec
0: gold <laughs> and it
4: deteriorated.
3: In between our fingers.
0: Uh, I famously re- asked people to mm. at us on Twitter why they thought a movie like Black Widow was better than old because I could not fathom. Oh, yeah, it was like yes. in
4: the summer of 2021. Yes, I could not fathom
0: yeah. having that perspective. Right. Yes. Um Did
4: people like that? Were they calm and chill?
0: They were super calm and chill. Um, I did get some people being like, old is weird and Black Widow is competent. And that was... Mm-hmm. That was the take, but um, is it though? I, <laughs> to each his a own.
2: Competent
4: ain't the word I'd use for B dub. No, no, no.
0: But I, uh, I, I there's looked, things I don't yeah. mind
4: about that movie, but it does not strike me as a
0: competently I, made no, one. Not no. knock at the cabin. I did not love, but we did watch a very dour trailer for Ant Man and the Wasp colon quantamania also
3: i mean the number one inescapable trailer now it yeah. does not matter what movie you are going to see yeah <laughs> you could you could see a fucking like go like, on brackets
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
3: short yeah. film collection and anthology <laughs> film archives and somehow the Quantumania trailer comes up
0: yep. well the first one they were showing had that like kind of nice elton john Yeah, remix. who thought I
3: would long for the days of Quantumania Trailer 1, Yeah, but now (laughs) that we're three months into the reign of Quantumania Trailer 2.
0: Yeah, now I'm like, uh uh-uh. So that'll be my new thing, you know. Let me know, America, Blankies, uh, why Ant-Man and the Wasp colon Quantumania is a better film then knock at the camera. Look,
4: the, maybe it'll be fantastic. I have no idea. I, I like look, Peyton Reed. I like I the Ant-Man movies. I like Paul I, Rudd. Did you
0: know that they used the volume on this one? We got a Maria
3: Menounos uh, Noom thing where they said actually would you believe? Not, not Noom. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Noom does not sponsor this podcast. <laughs> nope. Do not talk to us as if that is a present tense thing because Noom you're listening to episodes from four years ago. Yeah. Um, uh, Maria Menunos, uh, uh, newbie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: Would you believe that the production of Quantumania used the same technology for virtual backgrounds as seen in The Mandalorian? It's like no movie has ever looked less like it was shot in any real space. They didn't go to Quantum Realm for that one?
2: No. No,
3: I think they went to Atlanta. You know why?
4: Well, that is the quantum. <laughs>
3: Tax incentives were really bad in the quantum. Yeah, <laughs> well,
4: they've got a whole political thing going on yeah. right now. Yeah, Kathy Hochul is.
1: Kathy Hochul is warring with the state Senate. Yeah. We got to get you two on New V.
3: Like, yeah. like Ben said, this. Bits. he was getting angry seeing these other guys. I on don't want to be on
4: Movie. And Dude, that's I why I said Ben Okay, <laughs> I would do it for like a really sick amount of money. Here's maybe.
3: the <laughs> like, I don't want to David. Do that. Here was the exact conversation. We're all watching Movie. They some do TikTok some,
4: fucker shows right, up.
3: Yeah, some movie trivia segment with some TikTok fucker. Ben turns to me and goes, "Why aren't you guys doing movie?" And I say, "David would hate that." Yeah. I would hate that.
0: But what was that thing you did that people made gifts of?
4: The movies. Uh, the Paramount thing? Yeah. Yeah. I, people didn't make gifts of it. I believe Paramount made gifts of it.
0: Yeah. A lot but of I'm saying, God. like, if the check's big enough, you'll do it.
4: <laughs> I don't want to speak ill of anybody, but the check wasn't big. <laughs> I think it was just like, I don't know. I, I, I was like, you know, you want to come sit in a studio for a couple hours and riff about some movies? I was like, sure. Okay, so
3: then Maria Manunops, call us. All
4: right, you know what? Fine, I'll do Nuvi. The price is right. Yeah. <laughs> Although the thing about it was, I'll say this off mic. It's one of those things where like you take some freelance gig and they're like, so now we're happy to pay you. Give us all of the information on your life. We have to load it into our stupid system <sighs> yeah. to give you, you know, mm, mm, dollars. <laughs> yeah. Not that many dollars. You know, like that For kind sure. of thing. Like Can, I have, not, your, can not, I have, like, the last five years of your tax it's, returns? It's
3: the freelance existence of constantly having to do all the paperwork as if you're starting a new career anytime yeah, you like do a one-day Just day so day. Viacom
4: can give you dollars? Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm not trying to complain. It was fine. Right.
3: And then, like, for the next 15 years, Viacom can send you W9s or, or uh, W4s, W2s in the mail yeah.
2: that
4: just say, like, we're not paying you this year. You, you didn't make any money from Viacom yeah. this year. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I know. Zero, zero, zero. Yeah, I figured. Yeah, I don't think those gifts have residuals. Uh,
0: Newby, uh any theatrical chain except for Regal, call us. Yes. If, you know, you're looking to.
4: But does, isn't Nuvi, Regal and yeah. AMC something else? Oh,
0: is it? Doesn't
4: AMC have the better one that everyone likes more? Or uh, am I wrong? I
0: thought Newvie was an independent entity. I know,
4: but I feel like they, like they yeah. contract with Regal and I AMC think they, contracts I think with. They have a deal with whatever. All the Regal locations. Sure. There used to be Regal first look. I remember that. Yeah. Right.
3: Which, and there used to be the 20 before that, mm-hmm. which I
2: loved.
4: I, cause I just
3: show up people, early for the 20.
4: You show up early. Yeah. yeah. Like I remember that era when it's I was the only going time to the, I'd ever show up early. Going to the fucking regal like eight times a week, and it, you know, I would just see the yeah. stupid pre roll about the uh, Ben Schwartz spy show undercovers mm. over and over oh. and over. Does ABC even and have
3: over. a branded
0: thing
4: anymore? Also, how long is this episode? We're been? done.
0: Uh, two hours. Great. <laughs> we like have exactly? Big, we have a big clock. clock now. Oh, it, like, hey. It's exactly wow. two hours, 51 seconds.
3: Well, I hope people like this episode that ended up being a grab bag of a lot of different things. Yeah, these new movie episodes are
4: often that way. Yeah, right?
2: yeah, yeah. Huh.
3: It's fine.
4: Yeah,
2: sure.
3: the
4: cabin. I'm sure you all hated it. Sorry, Ben didn't like it. Yeah, and
3: look, I don't nope. love every M Night Shyamalan movie.
1: There, are you happy? But I do think you He. It's interesting. Not a lot of people are, I agree with that, David. Not a lot of people are making stuff like this.
3: Hey, our our friends the Super Yaki. Uh, I, I believe it was uh, Andrew Ortiz, the, the head of Super Yaki himself, who runs the Twitter account, tweeted this out the other day. But he said, uh, it, there's the line in Signs where they talk about uh, Joaquin Phoenix's disastrous uh, baseball career. And they ask him why he had like such a bad hit record or whatever. And he says, uh, it felt wrong not to swing. Right. And he was sort of reclaiming that as like the M. Night Shyamalan mantra where he was like, it's hard to think of another filmmaker who in a career now spanning like 25 years of working at a really high level within the studio system basically every time takes a wild swing. Right. And even his worst movies are bad in ways that are confounding. Right,
4: right. He never does something... After Earth is the closest. Yeah. But he never does something where you're like, well, he just phoned this out. He's yeah. not doing the obvious version
3: of that movie. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. Uh, it, so that's exciting. You know, I. I'm as... Happy for when he misses in a way for me like this that is unique and singular and the work of one man. And it's just, it's also just fucking endearing that this guy is doing shit on his terms fully, that he has figured out this way to sort of one foot in, one foot out, exist in the mainstream studio system and also completely own his own destiny. And I'm always excited to see what he does next.
4: Me too. Yeah. Anyway, next week, The Beach. Oh, yeah. Now, this beach does not make you old. No. I mean, it makes you old in the regular sense. You know, one minute You age time. in real time. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. They do leave the beach older than when they got there. <laughs> uh, yes. Next week is our episode on the beach da with the mama of the blankies. <laughs> yes. Emily Ishida is back. Back for the first time in a long time. Not
3: that did, long. A year and
4: a half. Yeah, we didn't
3: realize how long it had been. We're sorry. Yeah, we're sorry.
4: You know, she did move to L.A.
3: We moved yeah. to L.A. How dare she. Out there she
4: move move to LA and experience great anyway yes (laughs) (laughs) the the
3: beach next week we're back into boil we'll obviously be taking a quick uh another quick break for the blankies
4: yeah that's uh in like three weeks from now i think yeah beginning of march yeah whatever it is Uh, but otherwise
3: keep tuning in patreon obviously uh we're now about to start the men in black franchise
4: where yes well the next episode on patreon will be about mib uh, Men in Black, and yesterday we posted our our thoughtful mm. and you know uh, you know analytical take on Street Fighter. Street Fighter episode has come out. Okay, yep. that was
3: my question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so you can listen to a Ben's choice on Street Fighter. You can listen to spoiler, the spoiler. Zangief is in that movie. Zangief.
0: Zangief is in that movie. Zangief himself.
3: Zangief. It is the second best performance by Zangief in a movie. Yeah, Wreck It Ralph. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah, in Ralph. Really funny yeah. Um. Hadouken. Yes, and uh, as as we've been trying to remind people, every uh, Patreon episode gets unpaywalled after three years to the day. So every 10 days on Patreon, there's going to be a new exclusive locked episode, but we're also unlocking an old one. We're unlocking episodes from early 2020 So the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe of commentaries, along with the Star Wars commentaries, are out there, and I think we're now into Toy Story
1: commentaries? No, so we're still now sort of halfway through Star Wars. Okay. Yep. Well, then that's what's going on over there. Check it out. You can check that out. Just go to our Patreon. Yeah, patreon.com slash blank check. You can adjust then the year. Yeah, look at 2020 releases. Yeah, and it's
3: just truly the post where the episodes went up in 2020 are now just open and unlocked for the public. If you want to listen to them, there. That's all I've got to say about that. Thank you all for listening. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Hey, thank you to our good friend Marie Barty.
0: You're welcome.
3: Come up on the two year anniversary, basically. basically.
0: Mm, love you guys. You
3: started. You started working right before
0: March Madness. Twenty twenty one. Yeah,
3: and we yeah. D- uh, look spoilers, but we just spent a lot of time right before this, basically tense war room negotiations to settle March Madness yep. for this year. And I think it's going to be fun and normal, and everyone's going to be chill online. Yeah. I insist. Yeah. Um. Thank you to Alex Barron, AJ McCann, for there editing JJ Burtz for his research which he didn't do on this episode hope you enjoyed the time off JJ thank you to (laughs) Pat Reynolds and Joe Bowen (laughs) for our artwork Uh, thank you to Lane Montgomery and the Great American Owl for our theme song you can go to blankcheckpod.com for links to some real nerdy shit as we said next week we're taking a trip to the beach and as always
2: hello